This is the preacher, Justin Morris, and this is Murder Metal Mayhem. Spreading faster than a case of the clap in a trailer court. Able to shatter eardrums within a 666-mile radius. A podcast more brutal than all the rest. It's Murder Metal What the fuck is going on, Chris? What's up, Pete? What's happening, Cashman? How's it going tonight, brothers? What up, y'all? Fuck yeah, it's Tuesday. We know what that means, doing that Tuesday thing and loving it because it means we're doing the fucking podcast. Yeah. And uh, we got a good one tonight. And we got our uh, boy here from, uh, That's from right. down the down the road. Yes, That's sir. right. Justin, Justin Morris. Justin, how How's you doing, brother? Guys? Fuck I'm yeah, man. Tonight. Hell yeah, yeah dude. doing some Talk hypocrite shit. preacher shit's going to be fun tonight. <laughs> That's my wheelhouse. <laughs> it's fun. I'm going to say, I was going to do an alternate. Justin did our intro for this episode, as you heard. Right. I was going to do an alternate, and I'm going to do it right now, live for y'all, improv. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so if I was going to do the intro, I would have did it like this. Hello, this is Anthony Hopkins, a.k.a. Hannibal, and you're listening to Murder... Ma- what? This isn't about me? Fuck this. <laughs> Fucking Americans. Yeah. So that would have been oh, mine. fuck, dude. That would have been good. That's awesome. That would have been good. But I've, I've done the clergy gone wrong thing yeah. in my stories. I love poking fun. So oh, this yeah. should be great. And good to have Joey and Justin here, of course. Uh, CK will be on in a bit. Uh, last week we did a good one on the Moore's murderers, man. Ian Brady and his psycho fucking girlfriend, Mira Hindley, Chris. She I was mean, some let's kill mean some bitch, kids, man. Dude, that they was were awful. both fucking assholes. Like the yeah. fact that she was like kind of brainwashed, I feel like, but still. Yeah, she definitely didn't help matters. Justin, what did you think? She was a pretty uh sadistic bitch, I think. Yeah, I think they were both a little little nutty. Yeah. Definitely, a little bit, yeah. Definitely a good episode. Yeah, and Joey, I mean, the going back to the '60s in England, you're not, you don't see that kind of thing, so it really freaks some people out. Yeah, for sure, and uh, I think that's why you know maybe, although not as known case like here in the U.S. maybe, and with time passing, but in the U.K. those yeah. names are very well known. Oh, oh yeah, super well known. Oh yeah. yeah, and then C.K. did the the spent his piece on Faith No More, Fuck which was yeah. great. Awesome. Uh, we had a lot of really shit, good, yeah. positive reactions to that. That was really cool. And I actually listened to some Faith No More. I checked out that the Angel Dust Hell CD. Yeah. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. No, it's badass. So yeah. it's definitely uh, opened my eyes a bit to a band I might not have listened to. So that's awesome. Uh, CK had to drop out early with those fucking storms. As a matter of fact, up until the today, he's been without internet. Um, he just got it back today, a little shaky. We're hoping that uh, we'll be able to talk to him on Messenger, and if not, we'll troll him directly uh, on his cell phone using Gmail, but it's only been tested, yeah, not yeah, used we'll, in we'll, an episode. So see what happens. It's a little, it's a little shaky over there with uh, what's going on. Gmail's with the, like G-Money. But, that's right. <laughs> but at least CK and his wife are safe. They're, oh, yeah. yeah. They're safe. They're yeah, good, they've had so, power. Yeah. They've been fine like that. But, yeah, just no internet sucks when you're homebound like CK. So... Danbury, Connecticut got hit pretty hard, and uh, so a lot of people are, are without stuff. So, you know, hats off. we got a lot of 
listeners over there in Danbury, they're the number two or three, depending on what moment you look at it, uh, most listened to city that checks us out. So if you're without internet and stuff, you know, yeah, be safe and, and hope you guys are okay. Um, but we've had over a thousand listens to that episode so far, episode 107. So the first 24 hours, it actually almost broke the record with 702. Um, Gary Plache episode had 709 just a few weeks ago. So oh, yeah. uh, in the first because 24 hours. It. Yeah, he does. Uh, so that's really cool to see people checking it out. So thank you very much. Uh, tonight, Chris, another one you suggested, dude, and Joey, too. Actually, from Joey to Chris, to me, kind of passed around yeah. uh, that smooth-talking Southern preacher. Oh, Mr. Anthony Hopkins. Right. And as Cashman yeah. firmly stated, Yeah, because not... when you first said Anthony Hopkins, I'm like, dude, what's wrong with Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, wait. Like, he's a you know Hannibal awesome Lecter wasn't a real character, yeah, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> That's just a character he plays. Right. Right. No, this, this, no, uh, this, this guy is a different Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, he didn't eat nobody, but damn, he did some bad He bad did, shit. man. He did uh, raping his teenage stepdaughters and killing their mom before putting her on ice in the basement for and it's brutal. a few years, yeah. man. Like jumping on her to yeah, get her in there. God <laughs> damn, dude. <laughs> fucking sick, man. I know. It's fucking brutal, man. So he is one. Just crazy motherfucker, and it's going to be a good one yeah, tonight. It's going to be pretty fucked. Uh, CK, ready to tear it up tonight. He's going to be doing his feature on the metal band Hellstar, Hellstar. which is going to be awesome. Uh, very good old school metal band. I got to see him in Joliet a few years ago uh, when I did a show uh, with some uh, guys I used to play with in Connecticut, and Hellstar was the headliner, and they were fantastic. Um, really, really good band live. I don't know that I've honestly ever heard them before. Unless I listened to it I when I was checking out the stuff for tonight, and uh, it they had a cool video I watched for the song that I that I used. So um, he's going to be calling in, and again, hoping that everything works out okay with CK tonight. Still a little shaky over there in Danbury. Uh, we got a killer cage match, though, to get to tonight. Chris, we got some people to thank. Yeah, uh, we would like to thank Corey Bettis, Amanda Knight, and Geezer Toms. Thanks for those numbers, and thanks for listening. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude, appreciate it. Yeah, Fuck those yeah. random numbers generate the names. Good matchup, though, dude. Got <laughs> a good one tonight, yeah. Joey. couple of familiar faces. Who's yeah, going, up, uh, going up tonight in the cage? Just good. A couple of brutal motherfuckers. Oh, yeah, couple sick, brutal motherfuckers uh, we got Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, aka the fucking Screen Door Slasher. Was that Screen Door Intruder? Yeah, screen Door yeah. Intruder. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> don't please don't fuck up the Screen yeah. Door Intruder. Come on, man. Come on, Night Stalker. Yeah, whatever. He's a Screen Door Intruder. <laughs> and then you have uh, the Kansas City Butcher, Robert Burdell. Oh damn. Ugh. Man. Sick fuck. He's yeah. coming up in and the, the list. The yeah. weapons are fucking insane, dude. The weapons are insane. So they're <laughs> going to be fighting with two objects, and that'll be in the mayhem segment and a good, uh, a good variable, variable yeah, to just very, throw very in good. there. So we have a new twist on the birthday club we're going to be rolling out. Uh, you know, you get restaurants, Joey, that do birthday clubs. It's nice. You get I a, still get a pizza from Tobin's every yeah, year. Yeah, a free pizza or a dessert, you know, or Davani or whatever. But we're doing a little twist to that. So we'll talk about that. And yeah, you can da, get da. one of us to call you on your birthday. How cool is that? I wish you I get knew some pick? hookers that would give me a free blowjob on my birthday. Fuck yeah, dude. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm not doing that, though. <laughs> Huge thanks to our sponsor, SpellboundEffectsAndArt.com. Amazing shit. 
Tony Campagna with that Ed Gein inspired stuff, just killer. Dun, dun, dun. He's got a new face mask he's doing now. It's fucking sick, dude. Wait, like uh Yeah, mask like a mask, mask like a, a COVID uh, mask, yes. Uh, Go to his website and oh, look. Yeah. I haven't been on there. Yeah, they're silicone, oh, and they're just like this stuff, but it's in a face mask, and it's got the little the vent, the yeah, vents the, the, on the side. Yeah, it's fucking dude. sick. Hopefully it's got teeth like the lamp could, does. Could you dude, imagine, the lamp is insane. Could you imagine that, though, going in somewhere and I'm telling you to take it off, and you're like, like it's a fucking it's mask. A mask bro. It's yeah. a silicone mask. It's better it, than the right. cloth stuff. You know? I can breathe even less now. <laughs> yeah. It'd be hot as a hot motherfucker. Dude, it's so yeah. fucking hot, bro. It would be. But I'd still wear but it. But how cool would that look if you're gushing oh, yeah. sweat with that <laughs> on your head? Hell yeah. It'd make it look even worse. So go to check out spellboundeffectsandart.com. Such a good uh, website. Tony's a great dude. Uh, huge thanks to everybody out there listening. We do appreciate it. Thanks to everybody out there that's that's doing it. Now, if all of you on. that are listening could yeah. turn your little brother or sister on to it. Or your grandmother. Or anyone. Whatever. And they could share it with somebody Next else. Next door neighbor. And that's how sure. it goes. Exactly. Boom. So spread it. <laughs> uh, thanks to everybody, though. Uh, we keep seeing the numbers roll in. This week, we're at about 3,500 listens Fuck total, yeah. which is great. About 1,000 to the new episode. So another 2,500 uh, spread out with the others. So that seems to be the, the trend. Uh, but we've been fluctuating from about 3,500 or so up to 7,000, I think, was our most. So My next it, average all over goal, the I would like to be an average 10,000. Well, 400 and 200. There you go. <laughs> 42000 42000 yeah. All right. Well, that'd be awesome. <laughs> That's the next goal. Of course I want to get bigger than that, but. I'll have some updates later on some of my writing I've been working on. Um, I'm going to be rolling out uh, Creation of Chaos Volume 3. Uh, it's going to be sick as hell, and I'll give you guys an update on that as we get closer. Uh, but we got a lot of stuff on our plate tonight. Got a psychotic preacher who Fuck likes yeah, raping children and murdering his fucking wife. So. Yes, so uh, let me murder thy wife and keep thy children. <laughs> Fucking A, man. That brings you back to the day, bro. It does, dude. For real. I mean, wow. <laughs> like that 1999, Low 12, uh, Sex and Sermon off our first album, Flesh of the Week. And yeah, hearing that song, and I've been listening to a little Low 12, I got to admit lately, uh, the last one we did, Six, is just such a shame. I mentioned it last week that we got done so quickly after that. Came out only a couple months before, but uh, Good Days... Uh, good memories and uh, horns high Dude. to all my brothers from Low 12 and, and all the fans that keep wanting us to hear it. And it's just really cool. So uh, it was a fitting song because the song is about literally about hypocrite what we're about preachers, to talk about. And Fuck preachers yeah. that do fucking gnarly shit. And this guy 
is definitely up there in that category. And, of course, we've got Justin Morris still here with us. How's it going, buddy? Good. Hanging in there. All right. Very name, good. Man. you got Joey name. with you over yes, there sir. to keep you keep you company. And you got the Chris Benoit action figure and <laughs> the Cthulhu <laughs> and any of the other toys you want to jack around with here. you got, of course, the... Amazing stuff from Tony Campagna, Spike, and I seen Chris giving Spike a wet willy earlier. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> and then I licked it afterwards. It was, it was bloody. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, bloody with a little earwax mixed right, in. Right. It's bloody, buddy. But uh, tonight, Anthony Hopkins, not the actor, but the preacher, the fire and brimstone evangelist preacher in Alabama. Pentecostals uh, he, are weird. Dude. He definitely was weird. Uh, the fire and brimstone shit. Uh, he married Arletha uh, when he was in the military in Georgia. Uh, she was divorced with two girls, hoping to find a God-fearing man to live the rest of her life with. In 2008, the Mobile Alabama police made a gruesome discovery and would find a missing person in the freezer of a home of a well-known preacher. Definitely blow some minds. Ugh. Turn the parishioners of Anthony Hopkins on their fucking ears. Oh, yeah. And, and it, did, it got way deeper than that. It did. It, it did. Now, Joey, you were the that. first person to bring this up to Chris. How did you uh, come across <laughs> this guy? Was it just one of those by chance on YouTube? Uh, yeah, it was kind of by chance. But what's funny is... Uh, you would think that the name Anthony Hopkins would probably have been the first thing because, you know, accidentally oh, sure. pulling it up or whatever. But the whole reason uh, that I found this case was because of the story of the body in the freezer. Like, yeah. that part of the story is the initial thing that, I, you know, I was linked to right. about this guy that is, you know, and then all the other shit came up, of course, that we're going to talk about. Right. And hmm. it was like, holy shit, this whole case. It's was, got all the elements, yeah. right? It's got the sex. It's got the violence. Yeah. It's got the gross fucking shock value of putting a body in a freezer in the basement. Uh, just, uh, we keep talking like, about all this shit every up, fucking man. week. And, you know, you, you talk about, man, I don't know how this one was missed or this one was missed. And right. for some of the older ones, I kind of get that because there wasn't as much going on. But right. now we're so oversaturated with so much fucking, you know, oh, yeah. shit. Something like this happens, yeah, it's like, yeah, that happened right. over, two towns over. That's as far as it gets. No one knows. I, right. Yep, I get that for sure. Yeah, it is definitely like sensory overload. and But the story is fucking interesting. That's it is. Yeah, it is. Crazy, and Chris, dude. poking fun at the hypocrite preachers definitely – kind of fun you know because they act like they're holier than thou and a lot of them are uh good people i'm not saying they all are bad just like we've talked about before with cops but there are some bad apples and these preachers that abuse it you know when they use that power they have over their parishioners to abuse it uh like this fucking piece of shit that Um, wasn't dude i don't know if i remember i don't remember if i told him or not but the reason i fucking started hating church and everything is when the pastor of my church punched me in my fucking stomach i'm like well done wow. with this shit <laughs> yeah that's fucked up when i was like fucking 12 or 13 or some oh, shit oh man yeah. like well later he's like I'm man out. he's sucking all the other kids dicks i get punched what the fuck, <laughs> <laughs> right, what the fuck is happening well, my dude? dad went to you know a catholic high school where they literally beat the shit out of you like right, punching right. you in the face to the ground you know as as right. a kid so, I mean, yeah, pretty brutal stuff. Justin, did you know anything about this guy before we talked about you coming in? Not, no, not a clue. And, and sometimes those are the best because you learn something about a killer. Joey's talked about that before when he's got a lot of knowledge of the true crime stuff, but every now and then he's had a few that, that were new to him. And so I think it's cool sometimes to 
learn something new about a topic you didn't know much about. So what was yeah. it like when you started actually researching it, though? Uh, well, I was all like, oh, yeah, just normal, you know, preacher. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh, yeah, fuck. just went there <laughs> in the freeze. Damn it. So Arletha was a Christian woman with strong beliefs, uh, and in her mid-20s, she finds herself divorced with two young girls. She's trying to raise them on her own. She's struggling. I, you know, it's got to be tough. Uh, in church, uh, she would meet Anthony Hopkins, a man of her dreams. Uh, he yes. was in the army. I think he was uh, in the army, not the uh, other branch. They never, and anything I read was not specific. But there's two bases, in army bases in Georgia. So just I'm assuming that it was one of those. Right. Um, he loved music and God, and she was totally into him. He loved God. Yeah. He was just, you know, seemed to be on the surface, the perfect, you know, guy for her. They get hooked up and they wind up having five fucking kids on their own. So plus her two kids, they got a fucking baseball team. Boom. You know, they could be in the major leagues cause everybody's got Corona. So you could have the Hopkins fucking major league. Because they're already quarantined all by themselves anyway. True, true. (laughs) (laughs) Although mom's in the freezer, so they're one person down. Shit. Freezer picture. Well, (laughs) technically, if mom's in the freezer, there's the baby boy. So that's Oh, damn. No, the boy was born. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Now, soon after they're married, Anthony gets out of the army. Probably not a good idea. Uh, and decides he wants to follow his calling to become a preacher. But instead of going to seminary school, he decides to hit the streets to become what they call an itinerant preacher, which I looked that up. And it's just a person who's not part of a church, but just out there on their own, preaching on the street. You see that sometimes at concerts. I think right. I saw him. We got a guy across the street. Yeah. I, that's what makes me think of it, yeah. Justin, yeah. is across the street from the Coliseum. I went and seen like Judas Priest or something. There's some fucking idiot on the corner preaching how it's you we're all going to burn in hell. And at one time, I went up to see King Diamond up in Chicago, and there was a dude dressed up like Jesus, like in the full outfit with a cross, all bloody looking, <laughs> walking just around the building, and everybody's fucking with him. And I'm just like, I just couldn't. Like it was just like I felt bad for the dude. I'm like, dude, why don't you just get in your car and leave? Because this is embarrassing. But he just fuck you, hey Jesus, come over here. You want to smoke a joint, you know? And fucking with this dude, you know. But those itinerant preachers, that's kind of their they bring thing. It on it's a shock, yeah. and yeah. they egg, egg you on and try to engage the public. And then when they when uh, Manson played at the Redbird here in town, they had like like Christian music playing over the PA the oh, whole sure. time before. There was people outside with flyers the whole time. Oh, like, I'm dude. sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I wasn't living here at the time, but I know at one time Ozzy tried to play there and they wouldn't let him. There was I some sort of that. drama with that. that. So, so anyway, um, he's not helping the family out by doing this. I mean, he's not getting but pennies probably out there on the street. Arletha's supportive, though. She encourages him. Uh, wants him to stay with it. Um, and he eventually catches the eye of a pastor who wanted to take him under his wing and have him preach in his evangelical church in Jackson, Alabama. Uh, the job would also give him a place to live so him and the family would have a fucking you know, place to, to call home. 
Now, Chris, you, you've probably done your share of itinerant sidewalk preaching, probably. I mean, hell yeah, hell Satan, dude. I look at everybody like, what you're doing, stupid, dude. And I can see like, him at like a Christian concert across the street talking about the devil. And, here's a Come over here, you. motherfucker. Here, here, here's, here's, here's a beer. Come talk to me about this. You remember whenever we went to Milwaukee? And there's a guy that's up there in Milwaukee, like everybody from Milwaukee. Oh, dude, the car? Gonna, yeah, the Holy car. Holy fuck, There's a bro. dude who drives around this car, and it's fucking papered with fucking religious flyers and oh, pamphlets oh, and, you know, Bible pages. The whole car is fucking covered, windows and all that shit. I don't know how he don't get pulled over, but... And he has fucking <laughs> this huge-ass loudspeaker out the middle just, of the fucking top of his car, just blaring fucking scripture shit. Just blaring. Wow. Cruising Dude, around Milwaukee. Insane. I guarantee anybody that's listening from Milwaukee, they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen oh, that that's guy. fucked up. Yeah. But Chris had a video of it for a little while. I, it's wow. probably still on my phone. I'll have to fucking put it on yeah. the fucking Facebook page. That's just obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you believe in that, that's fine. But to be pushing it on people like, like that, that, that's oh, fucking obnoxious. <laughs> Uh, he becomes very popular with the congregation. On Sundays, uh, he's a busy guy. On Sundays, he's preaching with his church. And then on Wednesdays, he goes to the fiery, more uh, Pentecostal churches. So he's church- preaching all over the fucking place. Speaking um, in tongues and shit. Yeah, all that fucking <laughs> shit. His, his family begins to sing at the church as a group known as the Hopkins Ensemble. So they... They could play instruments. They could sing. Yeah. Pretty talented. Was, yeah, they, they were right. actually pretty amazing. All these kids were actually super fucking Yeah, tall. I mean, that's I what makes this say. story so fucking awful. Yeah. Uh, ten years into the marriage, Arletha is pregnant with their eighth child, a son. And I'm thinking, wrap that shit up, son. I mean, yeah. God damn, that's fucking I don't, I, I too many like kids. I feel like that's what he was waiting for, was that son. Maybe. Because they're all, all the other kids they're are girls. girls. Yeah, That's what he was waiting for. You're probably right, dude. Now, Joey, the good preacher, makes a sad announcement in church, though. What uh, He tells his congregation some bad news during the uh, childbirth there. Well, he tells them, you know, Arletha was, I can't remember where they said they went to, Texas or Louisiana, somewhere else. Back to Georgia. Back to Georgia, Georgia where her family was. Right, yeah. right. And then she, she passed away giving birth to their baby boy. Right. And, you know, the congregation, they're believing it, like, you know, being strong with him through all that. What's fucked up is the kids weren't told that. No, though. that's what they I was going to say. So they're right. sitting there in church hearing this, and they're like... Telling a different... <laughs> yeah, they're like, that's not what we heard, though. Right, right. So, yeah. what, what the fucking... He kid, got jacked up. What he told the kids was that their mom just abandoned right. them. And what right. And wanted to be a seamstress. Yeah, what And then the other story was she moved to L.A. Yeah. to be a seamstress or some celebrity. Yeah, that's what he told the kids. on the surface, yeah. uh, as far as the congregation and everybody else from the town, yeah. He, she was he dead. Made, yep. Yep. Took her back to Georgia. She died. The baby was, was born. It. Sorry. Yeah. Wouldn't you think somebody would be like, where she buried at in Georgia? Well, yeah. I and, can't believe nobody was looking for her. Yeah, like, I why mean, wouldn't but somebody? They're probably be looking like, at him as such a god. Right. Godly they person. just didn't yeah. doubt it. That wouldn't know? be something that would happen. And he's telling you and something. You wouldn't like, even question yeah, it. Yeah, you're just breaking heart. And yeah. the kids are talking the same way. They're just like, yeah, yeah that's uh, it. Mom's I can't gone. argue with yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, Chris, Shit. that's just devious to fucking be like that. I mean, that's no, that's fucked up, man. Especially with kids involved. Now, Arletha was loved by the congregation. Of course, they're mourning. Uh, he tells them uh, that he took her back to Georgia, as we said. Um, and that event seemed to start a bunch of bad shit going on here. Yeah. The kids continued to perform at the churches. 
Now, the stepdaughters are getting older uh, and would start helping with the younger kids. So they, the oldest especially was helping feed yeah, and clothe the kids. 16, and she basically yeah. took on she every was the mom role. Duty. Yeah, yeah I mean, it. that's a hell of a fucking handful with a newborn up to, you know, 13 or 14. 14 huh? Yeah. You know, whoever the second oldest was. Uh, now, on the surface, Anthony appears to just be a fucking rock here. You know, he's the shit. Like His wife best, is gone. Poor bastard. Ever. He's yeah, taking care of all these kids by himself. Meanwhile, yeah. he's not doing shit. The fucking kids are taking care of themselves, basically. Or they're being punished. Like, do you see the way he was punishing Making these kids? Making them hold their hands out. For yeah, hold their hands yeah. out. Yeah. Like, in like the push-up position or planking yeah. and shit. Just like for hours. Dude. Yeah, see, that would be like army basic training type shit with the holding right. your arms out. But we're talking about a freaking... Kids. Seven, Which, yeah. Yeah. That shit was definitely implanted in him because you know how meticulous his house was, was whenever they searched it right he right. was so clean and then from like, the military yeah, yeah when his kids were in church they lined up tallest to shortest right and that's like how they formation. sat and they sat in very fucking quiet very erect posture right he said erect <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean so three years goes by on the surface everything's all hunky-dory with these uh with these guys now it's 2008 and shit would hit the fucking fan when a neighbor finds the oldest daughter, who is 19 at the time, Chantel. Uh, she's the one that was taking care of the kids, uh, mostly. Uh, she's found outside with running around with no shoes on, acting like she's all out of it. Uh, the neighbor takes her into the home, and the girl tells her she was in a fight with her dad over a boy that had been calling the house. Right. Um, and then as the neighbor starts prodding more info, like, Chris. What the fuck is really happening? Yeah, she's I mean, like, the neighbor knows there's more to the story, the way she's yeah, acting. she pretty much is like, I'm then pregnant. Yeah, she tells him that she's been having, you know, her been raped by her but, stepfather. Yeah, and that she's, uh, she's pregnant, you know. And, of course, this woman's freaking the fuck out. I mean, who wouldn't be when your neighbor yeah. comes over and tells you some shit like that, right? Especially... When he's the fucking pastor of okay. this church. A prominent and, pastor. Yeah, yeah, very well liked and known. and Man. That's just fucked. I'm man. just glad it wasn't me because I'd probably just slowly close the door in her face that's and be like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But so it's fucked pretty up that, fucked that up. the neighbor was like, you either go to the police or to my yeah, pastor. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, well, let's go to the pastor. And the pastor's like, I'll yeah. believe that yeah, shit. Yeah, the pastor's or, like, fuck you, like, you know. And I, I Justin, mean, I mean, this is just some crazy shit. I mean, as you start to go into this story, it's just like, it's very salacious with the pregnant girl, you know, teenage daughter, um, you know, and you know, the story just keeps getting more fucked up as we go here because we're just starting to yeah, digging into this one. Uh, the neighbor, though, like you said, Chris, says, let's go to the pastor or the police. She decides to go to the pastor. The, pe the pastor says there's a demon working in her, doesn't believe her That's at all. so fucked up. So she also tells him, you know, that she believes that he's molesting the youngest, the next daughter, yeah, so because of the way they were acting around each other. He but he doesn't fucking believe it at all. Because he had that certain look in that eye is what she said. Like, yeah, I know like he that did look with me. from when he, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, like... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's I know that up. look. That's yeah. fucking stupid. I don't like it. Chris yeah, that's gives, fucked Chris up. Chris gives me that look when he drinks too much whiskey. And is I, that I what leave. it is? I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's the McCormick's <laughs> thing. You should go talk so, to your pastor. Yeah, <laughs> you should be. Yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
what the fuck with this shit? I mean, the pastor doesn't believe her, Chris. But, you know, he did know Anthony for 15 years. So, I mean, there's that. Yeah, but that's... You'd be finding it hard to believe that this guy that you know that well would do something like this. I think that's got to factor into this whole thing. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I think that's why it got so drawn out. That's a long time yeah. to know a guy and be like, what? Like, there's no fucking way, yeah, you know? It was this guy, but... But it's crazy. I still feel like I would be... Like, look into it a little bit. Yeah, like, I know. What the hell happened? You'd hope that you would, you know what I mean? Especially like, are you for real pregnant, for one? Well, right, right. Because you've heard uh, that before with women, is I think I'm pregnant, you know, sometimes can be used as a weapon. Yeah. You know. Oh, I've heard of that. <laughs> Just to play uh, devil's advocate and be the fucking dickhead in the bunch real quick. Uh, you're I kind of believe in this story, and I I, mean, I could be dead wrong, but uh, something tells me in this story that Chantel was actually jealous of the of attention her... that he was giving oh. to her younger sister. Oh, wow. Like that's whenever yeah. she was fucking over it because she's pregnant with her kid. And now he's going to he go had, for he my had younger sister. He spun all these fucking lies to her about, you know, why it was right for them to be doing what they were doing. Right. So, so he had her believe in that shit. Exactly. She thought that they were in love. I believe that, too. Mm. There is... De- Dude, yeah. that's very plausible. Right. I mean, it's definitely not the... The PC thing to say in this situation, right, right. but, but it's very, very, very true. It's very possible. Yeah, it was a fucking it's like as twisted as it is. Yeah. It, it's like it's very possible. Syndrome kind of similar, thing. similar. Now I'm impressed that Chantel basically says "fuck you" to the pastor, and she just goes to the cops. Yeah, um, she tells them the entire story, and it starts happening. She's telling them when she's 11 or 12, which is just fucked up. Right. And he would use the biblical story of Lot. And I'm not familiar with this, but how he used alcohol to have sex with his kids. I I didn't have a chance to Google this, so I don't really know a fucking thing about the Bible. But if that's in there, what the fuck are we reading this shit for? Shit, hey, man. <laughs> shit. I've never been to that sermon. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, that's a new one on me. Um, but Chantel said that her mother found out about the sexual abuse when she walked into the church bathroom to find it, him groping and kissing on her. Was it the church bathroom or was it her house bathroom? Oh, I thought it was at church. I saw both. Yeah, regardless. But, yeah, right. but re, yeah, yeah, regardless. Fuck it. Irregardless. <laughs> <laughs> and she flips out, obviously, and yeah, tells him to get the fuck to some therapy. I can't believe, you know. She didn't throw his ass out, but he begs her to to, to not so fuck up that it had been going long or going on for that long. I know, that she and to just to be like, oh, just to go to therapy. So you know, I don't crazy. fucking think well, so. Then you get that fucking evidence in your face. You catch him red-handed. Yeah, like, you that can't should be deny it. it. Like what you're you saying should deny fuck it. you enough to be like. This is over. Yeah, I can't yeah, do this. I, I might need to get here. my kids away. Yeah, hey. that would be. Yeah, number one is yeah. get the fucking kids away from this dude. More my thought process is right. You know, yeah, well, number right. one like, is get the kids away from him yeah. or him is, away from the kids. Is if he went to therapy for it at eleven or twelve years old, then when they go back to it, they still don't. Yeah, put two and two together. Like right. you would think everybody would know. Right, you know, preachers going to yeah therapy for well, sure, that's true too. Um, it does cool down for a while, but it starts back up again. He gets busted again, and she's had enough. And this is when they get into a major fight. Um, now Chantel says she was within earshot of this 
fight and she tells a story about hearing the struggling and the arguing that's because she let him in through her bedroom window right yeah. mm -hmm. yep. well no that's what they struggle and fight and then he gets kicked out right. and then he sneaks in through her bedroom window and, and then that's, that's when, when it really goes, goes down yeah that's, that's when, when he's on top of crazy, her and dude. it looks like he chokes her out i mean that's another part of that puzzle why i thought Chantel was a little bit like more let, with him because she let him in that house like she right knew it was, she didn't know that that was going to happen probably but right but she wanted him there with her yeah it, it's it makes you think that because yeah. why the fuck would you let him in yeah. you know um, unless he opened the window without her letting him in. I don't right. know. I don't remember that detail. Um, so it's fucked up. Um, you know, gets back in after he gets thrown out. And then all of a sudden Chantel sees him, you know, kneeling down on top of her mother. Um, she's struggling, feet kicking, and then finally stops. So she knew that her mother was dead, which Joey, I, I mean, that's new... just fucked. Go ahead, Cashman. Yeah. No, I mean, that is fucked, uh, you know what? What we're going to talk about next, coming up, right, is what he did this is what after he killed. Oh my god! Because he kills, yeah. he kills the mother he basically the mother. in what, front of the, the family. Yeah, basically, but not really. Family. Only Chantel and the and the newborn like, baby. Because remember, Chantel fucking took the baby right. out of the room. The other right. ones As probably, even if they knew what was going on. Well, there was one, the oldest kid of theirs together. Right. She was like, I don't know how old she was, but she testified. Yeah, it was I one of their kids, kids yeah. and then That's Chantel right. were the two that testified. And so the other kid heard all this shit, too. So there's more than one of them that heard. And, and as a matter of fact, now, now that you said that, I think I recall, yeah, those two kids. And, and the youngest, the baby, was actually being cared for by the other kids in the other room. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's fucking, fucking harsh. Crazy shit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just that's just fucking awful. To imagine going through something like that. Now, she tells her, you know, that, that, you know, the cops, that the mother's been killed and that she helped him. And, and we're going to go into what the fuck he tells. She tells him that the mother is being stored in a fucking freezer in the basement, which is just currently fucked. at the house in a fucking deep freezer for years. Yeah. Right. After, Every fucking year. After they so, buried her twice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so the cops yeah, are fucking blown away. They're doubting this story as it gets more <laughs> crazy, especially with the body being held at the house yeah. and the freezer. And so the cops start looking further and contact some area preachers and they're backing up the story about Arletha dying during childbirth and you know people that are very devout put a lot of stock in what these people tell them yeah that's part of the thing right i mean you get them to you know take it hook line and sinker and i'm i'm not saying it's a bad thing if that's what you like to do but i mean these people are very influential right and so they put a lot of weight into what they say and they're all backing up the story um the cops begin to suspect that maybe the girl was telling them the truth but they don't know because then they're hearing the story about her moving to L.A. with the yeah, leaving the kids, which doesn't yeah, jive with no, everything they all, knew dude. about Arletha. She loved the kids, would never just up and leave, especially to move to L.A. to be a seamstress. Seemed kind of bizarre. So they're starting to think maybe something's up here. And, and it's interesting, Joey, with the, what wrinkle you threw into this about the potential uh, – issues that Chantel might have had with the with the uh, father the and the other daughter yeah. or the the sister 
is a very interesting angle to this I hadn't really explored, but I could see that really convolutes yeah. all this stuff because you don't know if what she's telling them is actually what happened or right. her version of what because happened. Because she you know? wants it to go a certain way. It, right. It is fucking crazy you talk about this, and we've talked about it in other cases too, but like where somebody fucking finally gets out, goes to an authoritative figure with a story, but the story's so far out. Right. These people just don't believe them at first. It's like a old girl that got caught or that got away from fucking toy box. Like, right. People oh, yeah. are like, I don't believe that. That shit. story. It's uh, too ter- crazy. Teresa Knorr out in California when her daughter, Terry, finally got away. Right. And told them all the crazy shit. They were like, that didn't really happen. And then she's like, oh, but did you find these two fucking bodies that you have John mm-hmm. Doe's on? And then they're like, oh, now oh, we yeah. believe you. you <laughs> right. Know? But no, it's like this. It's like, man, we're not really believing you. But then, okay, now yeah, things now, don't now add I, up. It's right. like, it's they well never add crazy. up. Then right. the detective reach out to her parents and they said they hadn't heard from her in four years. Something so like, like that, like, yeah. Like, we better go at least check this yeah. out. Right, yeah. right. Um, so it's definitely getting interesting. Now, the Mobile, Alabama police show up to the house to investigate. Anthony's not home, which was a good thing. Right. Uh, he's out preaching somewhere, so with Chantel all the other kids. with the kids, she's, yeah, he's got she's, yeah, that's Chantel's true. Chantel's the only one there. I think they're up by like Atlanta or something. Yeah, some shit. Yeah, like that, yeah, that was all exactly a good thing that the kids weren't there. She shows him where the freezer is. He's got duct tape around the seal and the stench from outside. Now here's the my freezer thing. is fucking nasty. Here's my thing. What's up? It's frozen. We've had this discussion, but I'm gonna let you continue. Oh yeah, we have had this but discussion. Go ahead, though, no, because it's a good thing. Yeah. But yeah, because we thought about it, it as like, well, no matter what, if even it's frozen, it's still going to rot eventually. The fact that he had buried her twice right. and so then you, brought her back so that stink was already there. If he had just killed the body, threw her in and the freezer. It would have been fine, but right, it's that already full of stench. But what I'm wondering, too, is that the uh, the medical examiner said that there were signs that she had thawed and defrosted and thawed that, and see, defrosted. And would, so I'm wondering if when she thawed, there's liquid because oh, obviously and then she freezes up again like, well, so you got all this i mean it's like, just we'll it's say, gross it's but i mean like, i think we'll say, that that's probably where it's coming went, from yeah not the last place he put her so i mean right it's disgusting um so once the police open up the freezer they see arletha's hand sticking up and you can't imagine that dude they take a freezer to the lab uh defrost the body to see what's uh that's been inside there for three fucking years. So crazy. Now, Chris, I had to Google how long it takes a body. Yeah, I, don't rem- I don't remember the times in that a I deep saw. freezer. Uh, do you want to take a guess at how long it, it is in the deep freeze? Then they say like uh, forty-eight hours. No, I was surprised what I saw. Justin, do you uh, have you ever frozen a human body in a deep freezer? <laughs> I can't talk about that right now. <laughs> It takes approximately 82 hours and 36 minutes. I was surprised. (laughs) Two different places take 12 hours. Oh, wow. I'm finding it. I think it would take more like a couple of days at least, but... That's what I saw maybe in multiple because, uh, places. Maybe because the body is so uh, so much water. That's what a lot of it. Yeah, you're ninety percent yeah, or whatever. That water. does kind of make sense that it would freeze. Mm. That, and you know, yeah. people get. That's why they get hypothermia fast. But it's got to be a deep freeze, not like right, a right. refrigerator freezer. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. But I'm just wondering too, Chris. If Shit, maybe I was he just didn't. Saying I used to put my daughter in the freezer. Fuck. Maybe he <laughs> didn't have it set right, or you know, I mean, right? It but, but no, but still. 
It it's took nasty. the feds three days to thaw out Carbone before they could do an autopsy. Right, That's right. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so now the cops are definitely looking for Anthony Hopkins. Uh, he's supposed to be preaching somewhere. Chantel tells the police he was driving in a vehicle that was purchased from a car dealer that put the GPS tracking on it. So if you don't pay, they can come get the car. Um, now they have them where they don't even start. But I don't know if they had that technology then. Maybe not, yeah. Nonetheless, the police go to the car dealer to get assistance to help find Hopkins. And Joey, this uh, would not have been as common in 2008, especially in Mobile, Alabama. I was pretty impressed, you know, that they right. had the GPS ability. What, just because it's Alabama? They can't no, have GPS. I'm just <laughs> saying. It's not like New York or L.A. or Chicago. <laughs> it's saying. fucking Alabama, you Dude, know. Dude, you ever been to Mobile? It's no. pretty big. I know. Yeah, no, I'm not there. saying it's not. I remember you lived there. <laughs> technically I was going to actually mobile, ask Alabama. you about that. Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they have the police now have, um, you know, Chantel do a pregnancy test, and then they do the paternity test, which does confirm that it is him as the father. Uh, Chantel tells the police she helped him bury the mother uh, hours away at a church that he would sometimes preach at, which isn't a very smart idea. But then a week or two later, he changes his mind and he wants her to come help her dig him up. Yeah, that's because homeboy home. came walking up while they were like either digging the hole. Yeah, or when they were fucking digging dig- the hole, he walked up. was like, "Hey, what's going what on?" What you doing? He's like, "Oh, I'm just looking for something." Yeah, <laughs> and they, and they, <laughs> again, they believe him because he's a preacher. Right? Yeah, right. they believe oh, him okay. as a preacher. Right. Oh, all right, yeah. all right. And Sorry, takes <laughs> over a couple later. days. He's like, "No." See you in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you need me to sharpen that shovel for you. See you on yeah, Sunday. Come on. Yeah. You, you want help? No. No, 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 no. I'll put a little extra in the offering plate because that shovel's a little rusty. Yeah. <laughs> now, Justin, I mean, what the fuck with this guy? I mean, to go back and dig her up again i mean having the stepdaughter help not very smart no of anything he's done here at all not very clever he's pretty dumb when it comes to like murdering 101 he's done everything wrong yeah and behind the church is the second time that she's been buried right and then she gets bloated and the ground comes yeah right because the first time they just took her out in the woods well the first time was that was uh over by the fucking like an hour away in the the barn thing. That's okay, the that was the first him. one. So they took her because they were and he was they, like, "Fuck that!" He got too paranoid. Then they took her to the church. To, okay, okay. Buried her out there, but her then, mind started to blow and, and then, fucking come all up. All right, I, I okay. Yeah, I knew that I she got buried twice, but you know, yeah, yeah. I, she I got forgot about twice. the first. Yeah, one. Yeah, and they said the up. whole fucking thing was uh, with him, with his, you know, how he wanted to be in control of everything. You know, that was his thing. It was he couldn't handle that body being out there and him not knowing if somebody found it. And that's it. why he took so her. So he the, wanted it in the fucking house. He, so he control knew right where it was. Yeah, yeah. that's that's Ain't a nobody good point, gonna man. find it unless yeah. they get through. Also, me I feel like it, it was like at first. That's exactly why I did. I agree with that because he was like, I need to know where that body is. You know, and then probably quickly right after that, he's like, Oh fuck yeah, I've got this sitting right here where these kids know. Don't fuck around because right. this is what's going to happen. Yeah, right. you want to be in the freezer with your fucking mom? Yeah. That, yeah, that's yeah. fucked that's up because they all knew it was there. So when they get her back to the house, uh, Anthony puts her in this freezer he bought. 
Um, now she's a he large woman. Bought for this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's a big woman and doesn't totally fit. So he's got to jump up and down. On the <laughs> Dude, and I'm, I mean, sorry. That's just fucked up. I'm sorry. I mean, we're laughing, but that no, is just. I'm laughing. But the, watching the documentary, I know it's reenacted, but watching that one documentary oh, yeah. and watching the dude just like, yeah. I'm like, holy shit, guys. Right. <laughs> that was the part where I was just like, what? That's yeah, like watching like, the Albert Fish documentary that John Borowski did yeah, that shows dude, like, the, the the roast in the oven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and like, it's supposed oh, to be like the kid's the ass. ass. And he, it's like, fuck, dude. It's like oh. Borowski said when he yeah. shot it, it was at his mom's house. Yeah. So he's cooking like <laughs> Thanksgiving supper. It, so it's like so fucking wrong. You know what I mean? It's like, this is my mom's fucking oven and it's but supposed no, to be this kid's ass. As soon as they did that, the first time Casher showed me that, he starts jumping inside the freezer on top. Yeah, like, that's fucked. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> oh my God. He uses duct tape to seal it up uh, to keep the kids out, <laughs> which is just fucking ignorant. I'm going to keep you out or yeah. you're going to go in. That's right. And he tells them to stay in line or they're going to end up like their mama. So... Right, that, that's yeah. pretty fucked up, Chris. That's some psycho head game shit there. Dude, I just if keep, I've ever heard of it. I just keep telling my kids, keep going to school, keep learning things, otherwise you're going to end up like your daddy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the I can't po- remember if they said, I, for some reason I'm feeling like they were saying that he even had that fucking deep freeze running off of its own generator. I think so, too. So they, oh, in case really? They lost oh, wow. Right, exactly. Jesus. I remember hearing something about that, too. The police find out that the autopsy is not able to prove a cause of death, which, of course, is a problem for them. Uh, The fact that she was thawed and unthawed, as I mentioned, uh, made it difficult to figure that out. Uh, Thankfully, they had to use like the jaws of life to get her out of the fucking thing. Yeah, because like they didn't want to obviously disrupt the body or whatever. Right. It was pretty insane. Like, yeah, it's just horrible that this woman was defiled that way. I mean, it's just absolutely awful. No, dude was a douchebag for sure uh the cops walked right into the church while he was at the pulpit preaching so they find out he's in he's preaching in in jackson alabama they come busting into the church cuff him right up there at the fucking pulpit he's resisting and asking him what's going on and one of the cops says i guess it has something to do with that body in your freezer so that would definitely uh be one hell of a sermon to be sitting in justin i think they'd be They'd be pretty fucking shocked, you know. Well, and then they on one of the documentaries I saw, they all started clapping. Yeah, they all right. stood up and, and cheered. No, like, the, oh like, wow, I didn't see that. Yeah, they the were co- like, yeah, the cops that arrested them, like, fucking oh damn, clapping, like they're like, fuck oh, yeah, wow. get them going. Yeah. Oh damn, but, I didn't. Yeah, I never I didn't did really hear that. why they were clapping for sure. I'm not but sure, I'm assuming but it's because they but, thought, yeah, that, that he had killed his wife the whole time, and finally, oh wow. That's interesting. But if you think about it, if all those people thought that, why wouldn't somebody just say... Well, and you got to remember, certain documentaries on shit are written from an even unintentionally biased view. Right. Yeah. So that could have been the story that was going around. They were like, yeah, when they got him, we're like, fuck, but maybe it didn't really They could have all... Because the one I watched, they're like spelled, like shocked. You know, like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, Maybe it was because it was about forgiveness and they thought, man, this is the best way to end this sermon. Way to go. (laughs) (laughs) What an act. They thought it was all an act. Uh, Hopkins, of course, (laughs) lawyers up. The police are having a problem making a case against him due to the condition of the body. Uh, in addition, the other stepdaughter, uh, daughter Tasha, daughter, daughter denies Dorsh's that uh, daughter. he had been uh, sexually abusing her. 
Uh, the police then find her diary, and she admits that he had been raping her for years. And with that evidence and the paternity results of Chantel's baby, he is fucking done for. He gets charged, rape, murder, sodomy, incest, child endangerment. I mean, there's a whole list of stuff. Uh, the full meal deal, for sure, <laughs> yeah, that, in Alabama. Yeah. Not fucking like one nasty. of the worst people ever. Joey, I'm glad that they caught up with this piece of shit, but a very interesting way it went down right there at the pulpit. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean... There's a lot of ifs or what's in this case, but uh, he could have easily gotten away with this for the rest of his life. The murder of his wife, for sure, it was his own um, disgusting acts and his perversions that, you know, got him caught up on that. Sure, He should definitely got caught up on everything, but the fact is, is if he would have fucking done that act, learned in his own mind to fucking, you know, he can't fuck around no more and stayed away from any other kind of trouble. Right. He would have got away with that murder. Probably. I I have no doubts about that. Probably. If he had just stopped. Maybe even if he would have just wore a condom, he might have got (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That might have been the uh, easy fix here. Um, You know, the evangelical community in the area is shocked. Uh, In 2010... Uh, is when his trial starts. Uh, the prosecution explains the murder was the result of Arletha discovering the uh, he was raping Chantel. Uh, he couldn't let anybody know these details, so the medical examiner, you know, uh, they assume that he killed her, but they can't find any blunt force trauma. They can't find any cause. And that's where, you know, in a court, you know, you got to be able to prove it. You know, and these lawyers are good at being able to you know, the whole reasonable doubt thing. We saw that with David Hendricks. We did our very first episode. Right. Um, Anthony Hopkins actually got on the stand, which is rare, um, because usually you wind up getting yourself annihilated. Um, He, of course, says that he loves Arletha. He told the court that her health had been very bad, and that was the reason that she died. Um, And he said that no one would believe his story, so he put the body in the freezer, which I'm... I'm confused other, at I, that. I've heard other stories like that before. I can't think of one in particular offhand where they're like, oh, I just put... Dude, it's no, almost like Gacy. This fucking new We're, shit I just saw the other day. They found this fucking dude in this fucking uh, U-Haul uh, like storage facility Yeah, with his two kids and his wife's dismembered body and shit. Oh, wow. Like some real Dexter shit. Like, it's fucked Damn. up. Look that up. It's okay. fucking crazy. Yeah, that sounds interesting. But, I mean, that's the thing with this. It's so fucking unbelievable. You know, nobody would fucking believe it. And they have to be able to prove it in court. Um, Chantel did a good job on the witness stand, but she was able to sway the jury to the prosecution once she told them that the raping had started when she was 11. Uh, another sister, the one I mentioned earlier, 14-year-old, testified in court about hearing her mother crying and screaming uh, for them to take her to the hospital. Uh, both girls told the court how he manipulated them and the other kids and got him to agree on the story of the mother going to L.A. and, and right, all that. Right, right, childbirth. And- yeah, and, and so basically, to me, it's similar to Gacy, where they caught him with the body in the house, just like Gacy, and he's like, I didn't kill him, but 
so what are you going to do? I'm, I'm right. running this, like Gacy said, I'm running a cemetery without a license. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? You they know? died here. I'm taking care yeah. of the bodies. So, I mean, that, that's kind of like what this is. I mean, he's certainly not going to be just walking away from this. Fuck but man. if they can't prove he killed her, then that that's a whole different issue. Um, but, Chris, I can't imagine being a juror to hear this kind of stuff. And, you know, especially with the children involved. It's just Dude, fucking awful, man. Having a, I think the worst part of being a juror, even like one of the even if you're the prosecuting attorney, you're going to hear all this shit. Like hearing these kids say what happened to them is going to fuck your mind up. And that's what fucks we have about the lawyers and jury dude i'm glad i don't have to do never had to do jury duty so far but yeah you're gonna be called next week <laughs> fuck off dude <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah so i mean it's it's definitely fucked up uh april 2010 he's found guilty on all counts he gets sentenced to life in prison plus 50 years uh which is good um i imagine you know the kids in the case uh you know just tough to go on with you know their mother's gone the father's in fucking prison knowing that that happened maybe in some cases being able to hear it um hopefully they got you know some good counseling and with some families that hopefully give them a good life yeah i haven't seen shitty. anything new about the kids but i'm sure they're not going to publicize right i hope they can minors. move they on and do their thing don't yeah. worry about it i Fuck thought it. i heard that that girl was raising the Son. No, well, the older, yeah, the one yeah. that was pregnant, yeah, yeah she was raising. The oh, she yeah. raised the baby too. Yeah, she oh, kept wow. the baby. She raising the baby. Yeah. Well, good for her. Good for I mean, her. It is her brother. Her, right. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> now, you guys have anything to add to this case that uh, we haven't already talked about? Anything? I don't think I have anything. I think. No, me neither. I think okay. you uh, killed it. Fuck yeah, I think we're good. Well, my research for this one was done by watching the show Fatal Attraction, Season 2, Episode 9, Sins and Secrets. Uh, it had the most comprehensive details that I was able to find, but you guys had some things I didn't see, so we must have watched some different stuff, which is good. Um, there were some articles I found, uh, some YouTube videos of the trial and sentencing and stuff like that, right. but not a lot. Um, a little obscure, which I think is what makes these fun when we do a one that probably nobody knows about, like, uh, but especially a Especially when their name's Anthony Hopkins. They're like, what? That's right. What? <laughs> what did he do? So uh, next week, though, Chris, doing that brutal rewind number four. Fuck yeah. We are not doing a fresh, well, it's a fresh bonus episode. Yeah, it's a bonus brutal rewind, which is just a 30-minute episode, but it's on the uh, some updates on the strange case of Richard Crafts, the guy in from Newtown, Connecticut, who murdered his wife and disposed of her frozen body in a wood chipper. Uh, we've talked about that one many times, so just kind of goofing around. But legit, there Ooh, are some coat. updates oh, Yeah, <laughs> with this fluorescent fun. jacket. Oh, yeah. So 30 minutes, uh, and it's brought to you exclusively by Shaker Cigar Bar in Milwaukee. Uh, we've already recorded it. Actually, the 666 Club members already got it sent I'm to gonna listen so to it tomorrow they can listen to it uh, tomorrow or tonight or whenever uh, that's awesome so and uh, Tuesday next week we're gonna actually be recording our special Jeffrey Dahmer episode for the 666 club members so that's gonna be awesome well I think I can hear that intro music faintly in the background it's probably CK a great metal motherfucker so Justin what the fuck do we need to do we need to get our motherfucking metal on Known the world over as the master of metal, the crusher of posers, 
and Murder Metal Mayhem's knower of all things metal, hailing from Wild Man Street in Danbury, Connecticut, standing at six feet of brutal punishing madness, weighing in at 220 pounds of poser pulverization. The one, the only, toughest bastard on the planet, Chris C.K. I got Hello. that great metal motherfucker. What's up, CK? Not much. Hopefully, I'll have no issues. Oh, this week. dude. I know. We told everybody you've been having some issues over there. Got so, some hopefully, weather. <laughs> hopefully, you're okay. You called him and said, CK's got to go on fucking Murder Metal Mayhem. Tonight, the show must go on. And we got Justin it, Morris it, here. It was Thanks. close. It was close. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm glad yeah. it's back. I'm glad it's back. And we still got Justin here with us. Uh, how you doing over there, Justin? I'm hanging in there. Fucking hanging A. There. Feeling more comfortable in Horn's Eye? Oh, a lot more comfortable than last time. I know Fuck he was yeah, still man. looking around on the walls, like mesmerized by some of this crazy shit in here. Yeah, but, I, uh, I still can't believe it. But. And the, the cobwebs over the sign are just looking so fucking cool. And it's my Halloween. It's yeah, my Halloween. It's going to look legit like horror show in here. It's going to be cool. Hell yeah. Right over Joey's head. Hopefully yeah. no brown recluse or any shit like that. But... We got Joey here, we got Justin, we got C-fucking-K, and it's Murder Metal Mayhem. We're in the metal segment, C-K, you got a good, another old-school band tonight, yeah, brother. Yeah, on this one, C-K. Hell yeah, dude. What do you got? I got um, a band out of Texas, um, Hellstar. Fuck nice. Yeah. And they don't sound like Pantera. No. No, they do not. <laughs> they don't Very sound unique. like Pantera. <laughs> I think because, they sound because, really unique. Because they were out way before Pantera ever was. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, um, yeah, the um, Hellstar formed in 82 out of, out of Texas. They were formed by um, guitarist Larry Berrigan. Um, and eventually, you know, he put a band together. And, and the mainstays for, for pretty much 90% of, it, 90% of it has been um, James Rivera and um, Larry Berrigan. Um, like I said, they started in 82, put out a couple of demos, and um, got got the attention of Combat Records out of New York. Um, Combat at the time, along with uh, Megaforce and Metal Blade, one of the few independent metal labels at that time to um, you know, sign bands. Obviously, Combat signed Megadeth and Exodus and... and um, Metal Hellstar. Blade signed the rest. <laughs> Metal Blade and Mega Force, <laughs> then Metal Blade pretty much signed everybody else. Right. That's cool um, though. The old school labels like Combat, Mega Force, Metal Blade. I mean, yeah. that's that's going back. I mean, I remember seeing those logos on the back of fucking everything I owned back in the day. Yeah, and that was pretty, pretty much pretty much pretty much. If you saw those logos, you bought the album. Oh yeah, right. Those and even like uh like like obviously we're different ages, whatever. But Roadrunner was the same way for a little while. Yeah, Roadrunner Road Road was was a great one until um, they got taken over by um, I I, th I think it was Universal. Once once Universal stepped in, they fucked them all up. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, they put out a couple of demos, got the attention of of Combat. Um, after they were signed, they they re released um, their first album, which was um, Remnants of. What, was it Revenant War? 
No, I'm sorry. Burning Star. Holy shit. Getting ahead of myself. God damn it, dude. Uh, Burning Star in 84. And and I remember I, I got this, this album by accident. I went to um one of the places they used to go, Jerosa Records. Oh, yeah. And he just he just got it in and he knew nothing about it and I saw it, it looked cool had combat records I bought it went home and I was like this shit is awesome yeah um they they were they were coined power metal at, at that time um but power metal back then is different than what power metal is now right yeah, for sure and I, I would just consider them you know pretty much a traditional metal band right you know because you listen to them now you're like that it's not power metal no they don't have swords, do they? No. <laughs> no. no, they're just the denim and leather, old school, right, just strap right. no, the I, fuck I, on and I, do right, it. I get Which it, I, I get feel it. the same with, like, Armored saying shit. Oh, know? yeah. There's bands that people are like, man, I'm surprised you listen to that because it's like power metal. I'm like, yeah, it's power metal, but at that time, it was a little different. Right, right. right. Yeah, I've been listening. It's funny you mentioned Armored saying I was jamming them today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just put out a new song, I think. I saw right? it. Yeah. That's what made yeah. me think yeah. of them, yeah. I didn't have a chance to listen to it yet. I was um, me either. I had to go to the doctor. I had to go to the doctors and I had to get a chance to listen to it. But um, th- th- that album was a really strong album for for a debut, and they quickly put out Remnants of War um, on Combat after that. And that album just brought it to a whole new level as far as as their sound, and kind of cemented on what they sound like today or on previous albums. And um. You know, they they had a two-album contract with Combat. And after that two albums, guess who signed them? Metal Blade. Metal Blade. Metal Blade. <laughs> <laughs> Heard that story before. Um, Seems like a reoccurring put, theme. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? And, um, you know, they put out A Distant Thunder, which wasn't an album that was, to me, was, wasn't as good as Remnants of War, but it was a decent album. Um, and a year later, they quickly put out Nosferatu, which is considered by many their um their classic album. Yeah, that's the their, first one I heard. That's the one yeah, that I grew up with. That's considered like their master of puppets, as far nice. as you know. Puppets is good, so that makes me yeah that makes me have hopes. And then obviously it's based on you know on 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 Dracula, um, but um. You know, all through this time, they 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 had their own sound. As far as you know, that too many bands to me sounded like them. I mean, um, James Rivera had a certain vocal style. He had he has a great voice. Still to this day, has a great voice. But um, you know, until they put out the album after that, which was they took a hiatus in '89, and they didn't come back until '95, with what's considered the worst album, Multiples of Black. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, is like, yeah, that album fucking sucks. <laughs> it, it, it's like one of those albums that, that's not memorable at all. No. Yeah. You know, you, I mean, I, I could put it on, like, I'll put it on now, and I still can't, you know, hum you one song from it. Or, or yeah. you know. Like, this is all brand new all over again, right? Yeah. But, um... You know, they um, disbanded again after that, and they were basically they they 
came back together like in 2005, um, reformed, and it was mostly James Rivera who put who put him back together. Um, the guitarist Larry Berrigan, he um, he came back a little bit later, but but it was pretty much you know James Rivera who pretty much put him back together. And during that time, James Rivera had a had a, a band called Destiny's End. Which heard is, of that before? Which they put out two albums on Metal Blade, and they were awesome. And um, hmm. sometimes CK, I feel like you're a Metal Blade whore. <laughs> <laughs> I think you work. Yeah, exactly. but as I mentioned in the intro, I saw these guys live. You know, probably about ten years ago, um, thereabouts. I don't remember the exact date. They came to Chicago and played a fest that I was a part of, and I was really impressed. They sounded fantastic live. They really were yeah, good. Yeah, they, they were a good band live. They were good. Um, you know, and during this time, during the highest, James Rivera was in, he, he also was, um, I think it was Seven Witches. Yeah, it was Seven Witches. Oh, he, yeah. He was fronting. I Fuck forgot. Because, you know, and they had like, that's another band that had like a couple different singers, but at one time he, he was fronting Seven Witches, and I remember... Going to see a band um, around 2000, God, one, two, three, maybe. And um, Seven Witches played. And I'm like, that looks like James Rivera because you can't, James Rivera is a, is a very short dude. And, um, <laughs> you know, and, and I went and talked to him after they played, and he was like totally cool. He was so down to earth. That's awesome. You know, and I asked him, I go, what's going on with Hellstar? He goes, Hellstar is coming back. He goes, be prepared. And to to his word, like in 2007 or 2008, they came out with a new album, The King of Hell, which fucking ripped. Um, they signed with AFM Records out of Germany. And I think they're, they were pretty much on them until the last album. And they released um, The King of Hell, um, Rise from the Grave, which is a like a box set um, type thing. Okay. Um, Glory of Chaos, This Wicked Nest, and just a couple years ago, Vamp- Vampiro. And they 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 still sound as killer as they did back in eighty in eighty um, five, eighty four, eighty five. Um, still aggressive. Still got you know the chops. Still coming up with great songs. Um, and James Rivera's voice still sounds great to this day, and he's in his fifties. But um, fucking, yeah, I love it when the fucking old school dudes can just still rock it like they did. Yeah, back. it's tough to sing at that. I mean, I'm fifty three. Wow, I couldn't. Uh, I mean, I could do studio stuff, but to sing live sets like in low twelve, singing an hour straight, or sometimes we'd sing, you know, do double sets. So I'd do an hour, hour and ten, and then come back and do another hour, hour and ten. Fuck, I mean, that's a that's tough to God do screaming damn, like bro. that. That's yeah. how you get the COVID. I guess. <laughs> I guess. So I, I hats off to to anybody that age that's been able to, to sing like As that. A, last time awesome. I saw fucking Overkill at Full Terror a couple of years ago, like I was Dude. most impressed with Bobby, the vocalist. Man. Yeah, Bobby. Like, Bobby, Bobby still shit. has a great voice. He does, yeah. man. He's amazing. I'm like, you've been doing this and for fucking forever, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, when I did Overkill, I mean, those guys are putting out albums every two years. And, right, right. Nonstop. You know, and, and, and up until now, they were touring, touring nonstop. Constantly, yeah, for sure. You know, and then the guy had, and then he had, Cancer. You know, cancer of the throat. Right. 
So you yeah. go figure, you know. It's amazing. But um, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, most of the Hellstar stuff is available on CD. You could stream it. Yeah. Um, definitely check them out. You know, if you're a fan of like just old school metal. Yeah, it's you, a good people band. People really dig these guys. I agree, man. I agree. Very cool, CK. Well, what about your Lost Classic this week, dude? Which is funny that we brought up Overkill because I actually saw these guys <laughs> open up for Overkill. That's funny, um, dude. <laughs> nice. The band is called called Seduce. Um, Too Much Ain't Enough is actually their second album. Um, the first album was like impossible to find, but like I said, I saw these guys open up for um, Overkill, and they were actually in the film um, Decline of Western Civiliz- Civilization Part Two: The Metal Years. Oh wow. Um. Now, they're they're like kind of a hard rock slash metal band. Um, I, I don't want to even go say they were glam, but they when you saw on Western on on, on uh, Metal Years, they kind of lumped them with the glam scene, and that w- wasn't true. Yeah. But um, when I saw them live, they were a three piece, and they fucking killed. Hmm. And um. The next day, I, I just went and bought that album, and the album was just because of them live. Nice. And, um, you know, the, the album's impossible to find. I don't even know if it's available. I don't think it's... I think you can get it on... If you f- might be able to find it on YouTube. Right. But um, it's like... It was on IRS Records, and a lot of that stuff is, like, unavailable and hard to find. Right. Um. But if you if you get a chance to check it out, get a copy. If you want to pay a exorbitant amount of money for it, right, right, you know, go ahead. But um, it, they're definitely worth checking out. That's awesome, um, man. Always good to hear your lost classic because I've I have listened to some and uh, like I said at the beginning in the intro, I was jamming some uh, uh, Faith No More that uh, uh, was the Angel or not Angel Dust. Angel, Angel Dust. Dust. Angel Dust. Yeah, that was pretty damn good. I gotta say. Uh, good uh, driving music, so I definitely enjoyed that. So, what's everybody been listening to this week? What about you, Chris? Anything? Uh, anything Hank, special? Hank three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fucking love Hank three. That's cool. Fucking uh, blood for blood. Yeah, I love, dude. You should do blood for blood, bro. Yeah, I I, I think they're on my list. Oh God damn it! That's Those cool. guys are so just like white trash, hardcore rock and roll. Fuck you! Yeah, fucking <laughs> love blood for blood. Dude. What about you, Justin? What have you been jamming well, to I here have, lately? I know you drive a lot for I work. I got one so. more. I got a new one that I just came oh, across. Yeah, I had ahead. to write it down. I'm gonna pronounce it in Rydal, but it's I N T R O T Y L, and it's like I don't even know where they're from, but it's all female band from wherever but god damn it they're fucking brutal as fuck nice check them out dude i just came across them like uh within the last week or so but i've been jamming a little bit and it's pretty fucking badass that's cool what about you justin what have you been jamming i had to look it up because i've stumbled across this song called cocaine country dancing fuck yeah (laughs) it is amazing (laughs) (laughs) it's like by paul corton or corton or something but it's just a groovy thing. Cocaine it's not country. Metal, I'm definitely listening. Look, no, I'm listening to that. Because it is so fucking good. And then a little bit of Devil's Makes 3, which is Americana. I love Devil's Makes yeah, 3. Cool. Awesome. Fuck yeah. What about you, Old Joey? Seven. Mm-hmm. Joey, what have you been jamming lately? Uh, Other than that ABBA stuff you've been sending me, man. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> fuck yeah. yeah Dancing queen, the fucking, dude. Uh, Hall of Fame, man. Yeah? Uh, no, I've been jamming... Um, 
I don't know. I've been jamming a lot of different shit. Aerosmith Toys in the Attic. I busted that one out. Right, right. That's a classic. Yeah, it's yeah. one of my favorites. And then fucking, uh, I've been listening to um, that Beneath the Massacre I just picked up. Yeah, the, the uh, uh, I, dude, I, I listened to that album. back in the day. I do. Um, just something dysfunct. God damn it, I'm so fucked right now. <laughs> but I found it for a buck at a yard sale, and I couldn't believe it. I was pretty <laughs> right. stoked. Yeah, no, that yeah, album's so that fucking good. I saw that shit on Facebook yeah, you have man, at the yard sale. Really some Limp Biscuit too, in there. Yeah, I found the Limp Biscuit. found that Limp Biscuit hot dogs, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I've been jamming some demonic testament. We were just talking Fuck about yeah. that last week, and I had some projects going on. I had that in the background. Armored Saint La Raza today, that was good. And then the Low 12 album, Six, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, just been jamming that, just yeah. reminiscing on some old times. And actually, I have a mayhem story from back in the Low 12 days I wanted to share later. Fuck yeah, Fuck yeah dude. Uh, also, uh, CK, what about you? What you've been listening to? I've been going total like progressive. Uh, yeah, I've been jamming like Spock's beard, um, Neil Morse band stuff like that. Okay. Um, the um, new um, Morse Portnoy and George cover album. Right. Um, I've been jamming that. I saw, um, I saw that new uh, the new Portnoy album is gonna have Petrucci on drums or uh, Petrucci album is gonna have Petrucci's gonna have yeah. Yeah, yeah he's gonna. And he made it a point to say, no, he's not rejoining Dream, Dream Theater. Theater yeah. Right. I did see that. I did see that today. Which is a shame. Yeah. But that's cool that they're working together, though. Yeah, I mean, they were, they, they've were they always been friends even after the breakup. He was just, he just didn't want to, he thought they were getting stale, and he just thought it was it was time that they, they took a little break from each other. Right, right. And, and the other band members wanted to go right back in the studio and, you know, sometimes when you keep on doing it, you get a little stale, and that's that's what he was saying. He's like, "I'm I'm not doing it." Right. But they're they're, they're all still friends. Yeah, that's cool. Now, CK, I know uh, we were texting each other when uh, we heard the news of the death of Martin Birch, a famous yeah. producer, Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, Deep Purple. I mean, a shitload Rainbow. of bands this fucking guy produced. I I, I mean, this guy produced classic albums, Rainbow Rising engineered um deep purple machine head yeah he did the um, ronnie james dio black sabbath albums which are yep, fucking the, the, the mob, mob rules and heaven and hell yeah. he did killers number of the beast yeah he was out uh, there peace of mind. Mind. yeah um huge fucking metal power album. slave yeah seven 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 sun somewhere in time he did all those maiden albums. now was he english ck yeah, he was. Okay, and he just passed. Yeah. I don't know if it was. I don't know if what was the cause or how old. I, he... I, I didn't. He was seventy one. I didn't. See, they didn't give a cause. Okay. Well, it's sad whenever you see someone go, but my God, this guy's influence in the metal world. Holy shit! Uh, definitely awesome. But he said Iron Maiden was his favorite band to work with. I did read that, so that was cool. Yeah, that, that I saw like real quick, and I'm like, I went past, and I saw, I'm like, holy shit! Right. I now, saw another thing on there, well, in the, the news, where they were talking about a, what's his name? I probably got it pulled up somewhere. Uh, LG Petrov, who's the singer yeah, for Entombed AD. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got, he's got cancer. Like, uh, they said, inoperable or oh, wow. incurable cancer. Oh, man. Yeah, that sucks, dude. Yeah. Wow. I, I know Converge is doing a, uh, a tribute special, to Entombed. A special EP yeah. um, that you could buy, and 100% of the proceeds go towards... Oh, that's good. Um, go, goes towards him. Yeah, yeah I think cool. it's like a full uh, Entombed cover. 
uh, EP too. Yeah, it, it, it's it's like five. It's like one song I think done by like five different vocalists. Right. Oh wow. Well, we've been talking about the Six 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 Club members. Hey, and guess the what? Benefits. We, we got somebody who's in the Six 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 Club. Right. He's like with the president us. of the Six 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 Club, Justin <laughs> dun, dun, Morris, dun. here with us. I recommend it. That's for sure. It's well, you've been doing it now a couple months, and you've yeah. definitely been digging on it. You told me that. Um, people could go to Patreon.com/slash Murder Metal Mayhem. Three bucks a month, you get a lot of bonus content, especially with some of the shit we got coming up. We've been talking about that Dahmer episode. Hey, you ain't gonna Chris, get it unless they ain't gonna hear it shit. unless they're in the club. So now, three I bucks mean, a month. That's man. gonna be badass, of course, in the Dahmer episode. But Justin, what's a couple things that you really like about the six 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 club? Why people should? Yeah, yeah well, I, I love getting the notes or the you know what's coming up. So, right, you know, I got stuff to look forward to. Right, um, getting I mean, them a day even, early. I don't even notice that the. Three dollars comes out for one, right? Right, right. And it's, then getting it on Wednesday when I got so much to listen to on Thursdays already, so it's like, right, right. Fuck yeah. And the karaoke songs oh, as yeah, soon the as they're done, early. get yeah. a little laugh on a Sunday afternoon oh, or yeah. something. Yeah. I hey. just usually randomly send them out through the week, and so I've uh, been sending more stuff out lately. And once we do this Dahmer episode, get to hear that. Of course, already on there's the full Catherine Ramslin interview, the full. Uh, Bob Weiss, Bob Weiss interview, interview yep. uh, all this stuff. And today they got the uh, Brutal Rewind 4, uh, which is the next week episode. They've already got it. So that's why that club is a good one to belong to. We'll link to it in the episode description. But uh, it helps us pay some bills, upgrade equipment, fix stuff that breaks. Uh, as you guys know, it's not free to do stuff like this and so we do appreciate any help it and is support. greatly appreciated yeah. my three dollars is keeping your lights on i need to move to hayworth <laughs> that's what i'm saying now ck saying. you got to jam out that divided by design album and uh, do you have anything for us on that tonight yeah um they're a progressive band out of england and they contacted uh, us a couple weeks yeah. ago just like hey we got this album out. Can you guys check it out? We played some of it last week, and uh, you said you'd do a review of it because you really dug it. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's like five or six songs. Okay, what's it's the all, name it's of all, it? It's all instrumental. Uh, um, I forget the name. You son I'm, of a bitch. <laughs> uh, Sorry. That's all right. The band is divided <laughs> by design. Five I, songs. Yeah, it's divided by design. I, I just because I get the I got the file. And I just I just listened to the file. Um, but it, it's it's all instrumental, no vocals. Right, and like we talked thing, about before, like uh, animals as leaders kind of shit. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but they don't sound like really anybody else. I mean, they have influences, you know. From they do have a little bit of Dream Theater influence. They have um, they remind me a little bit of um, the band Obscura, okay, right out of Germany. Um, and and you know as far as musicianship, these guys are killer. I mean I mean the guitar player is phenomenal. Yeah, what I heard blew my fucking mind. These guys are amazing. That's why I knew you would dig it when I heard it. You know, and, and he sounds a little bit like he's influenced by a little bit of John Petrucci, um, a little bit of um, Stevie Vai influence a little bit. Okay. And then, and then a lot of it's, you know, his own style, and that's what I like. Because yeah. a lot of times when, you know, I hear a band, uh, a progressive band, you think they're they're either a Dream Theater ripoff, a Fate's Warning ripoff. Right. 
or something like that. Already, it sounds like something that's already there. Already they, been done. Yeah. They're able to yeah. take it to their own level. Like, that's no, awesome. this is us. That's fucking cool. And and these guys, you know, they're the original with, you know, with the influences I, I just told you about. But um, I believe I believe it's, it's available now, I think, isn't I it? I think so. And the production is top shelf, man. It sounded oh, yeah. really good. These guys are from the UK, but uh, check them out, man. I mean, that's really cool. Divided by design. Uh, see if you can purchase that or download. Uh, you know, anything you could do to help the bands out. I'm always all about that. So, uh, you know. yeah. Now that new Vile Cynic album, uh, the EP Agony, it's fucking sick. That one is available. Fucking on Illinois metal, streaming dude. sites. What? Yeah, Chicago. Yeah. Uh, love those guys, and they're really great live, and they're really good dudes. We got to interview them, Chris. Hell yeah. And uh, that was fun, so uh, appreciate had that. had on his fucking show before. That's right. Not so, on HOI, but they played Bloodshed. Uh, yeah. That was it. Yeah. it was, yeah. uh, sorry, same venue, different show. My so, same. Joey, what is, uh, what's going on with you with the uh, Heart of Illinois show? Uh, I've been promoting it a little bit more lately. i going to try to, I mean, it's, fuck's getting close now. We're in August, fucking. Right. It's, yeah. Uh, October 31st, Halloween, Saturday. Um, the venue is still the thing that I'm kind of up in the air about, but I actually have fucking four options now, two private, two fucking public. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Illinois, obviously, with the corona thing, is just crazy. So the bar that I wanted to have it at technically is open right now. Right. Um, yeah, but, but I got to see what kind of stipulations are going on. So anyway, I, I do have 13 bands playing. I did lose two of them. Uh, my buddy Inebriad couldn't make it. And then um, Bill Nye, who was my headliner, he can't make it, being that it's going to be one of the last Halloweens that he can take his kids trick-or-treating because of their age and all that. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I was like, that's, that's fine. understandable. But uh, on a positive note, I did get Carnographer to be my Carnographer headliner. was so nasty yeah. and slammed to Cody. They're from Omaha, dude. Nebraska, and they played uh, South Dakota when we were up there. And fucking amazing band. So they were cool enough. They were like, hell yeah, we'll come down. So they're my headliners. Awesome. And then uh, another band I got is my buddies out of Ohio from Dayton, uh, Putrid Liquid. Yeah, so. Which those dudes, I I saw this and it, it's pretty funny because we're in the metal segment. I don't know if this is true or not, but I think uh, Guinness Book hit them up and said that they were the band that played the most live shows in 2020. Oh wow! Get the fuck <laughs> out or, of or here, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know exactly what it was. I'll have to look it up. That's again. funny. But yeah, Guinness That's hit them up about something. <laughs> right. That's cool. But yeah, That's that just <laughs> What's, what's on the side. record? What's the record? I don't three? know. I need to look that up because that is pretty fucking. <laughs> that is funny. pretty fucking hilarious, dude. God damn. And we're going to be doing a bonus episode in October just about the Heart of Illinois show with some of the bands playing and jamming some of the tunes to help uh, support. What you're doing, Joey, and to spread that word. Yeah, so and, and we'll we're going to have people fucking, inform. Uh, you know, Murder Mel Mayhem will be there, too. Yep. So y'all yep. get a chance to come fucking hang out with us. If That's you go right. To the show. That's yeah, right. Um, now, Joey, I also heard you were doing some guest vocals on a project with Bonesaw, and uh, I saw there was a Shaw, something with Shaw back in a song title. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's fucking hilarious, So I'm not dude. doing vocals. Oh, okay. Uh, it's guitar? Right. What happened is Greg's doing this uh, <laughs> this project, and then he, he had great. like five of us, I think, five different music. I don't, I don't right, remember right. what it was, but we all got a different track, and I know Cody was one. Uh, I think Kevin Alan Gillespie. Well, well, like, Alan, what he's doing is guest he, vocals right, right. on the song that I did the guitars and bass for. Right on. So 
I'm going out there to their studio in fucking Colfax tomorrow, and Alan's going to be there to record his vocals. I'm going to oh, go cool. hang out. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, this song, though, dude, the title yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. Is my, it that song? Is my, that the one? I, it is? I don't know if that's what they're doing, but, but they the one, did do a song. The one yeah. that Pete's talking about, yeah, yeah. it's straight up called Can Michael we... Shawback is Down with the Sickness. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I saw that laugh. Does he know this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He totally knows this. Does about he think it, it's dude. cool? Yeah. Or? He, no, he's, down, he's like, he's you down guys are with fucking it? assholes. Michael's been, he's been so pissed off since I told the story about him and, you know, crying about the Oh, how did that go? He's just, he's like, I can't believe that you told them guys that because that <laughs> was such an embarrassing time and you fucking did that publicly. Yeah, that's so fucked up. He's a little pissed off about it, but I told him that, you know, if I find another Disturbed CD in a fucking yard sale somewhere, I'll right. grab it for him to okay. make up for Unfortunately, it. when you went and got all the CDs yesterday, you didn't find Disturbed <laughs> No, well, the copy that I found was so fucking, it was mint condition and signed and they wanted three bucks for it, so I couldn't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the copy that we got up on the wall is in a jizz soaked fucking yeah, ziploc sure. so i don't know about playing that but uh bands labels God artists producers we've been talking about this looking for people that want to run a month of solid ads on the show 25 bucks we'll do the ad for you if you want and uh, if we if you need music let's say you're an artist and you don't really own any music of your own we could play some for you in the ad that's no problem Get a hold of me at Pete at MurderMetalMayhem.com, and I can give you the details. Uh, we get an average of 5,000 listens a week, so that's four episodes of advertising for a pretty cheap price of 25 bucks. You do two months, uh, pay up front, we'll give you that for 40 so that's even a better deal. So email me at Pete at MurderMetalMayhem.com. You can send Take us a commercial, or we'll make our own. It doesn't yeah, matter either 60 way. 60 seconds. Uh, we did the one for Vile Cynic. You'll get to hear that coming up here uh in a little bit uh any other metal news guys uh, before we move on anything you got anything national ck um i heard maiden just finished or have an album in the can oh wow come out. god damn those guys don't um, fucking stop i'm trying to think of anything else um new megadeth is supposed to be like going back to um Sells who's buying a rust in peace. Nice, Dude, that's cool that a, he can even do anything, right? With his voice, you know, right, no, right. yeah. Dave was saying, yeah. the fact, he got sick like yeah. that. That's fucking, and yeah. in fact, he's doing shit. Speaking can, of Iron Maiden, I, I had the privilege of having lunch with my grandson on, on uh, Saturday, and uh, he's just so cool. He's five now, and he loves Maiden. He was jamming the trooper. <laughs> Nice. Joey pulled up jamming the trooper and he was throwing up the horn. Hell so he's yeah. been all about Eddie. <laughs> yeah. He's fascinated with Eddie. So I was watching YouTube videos with him of Eddie on stage and he was right, just fascinated right. by it. And CK, I saw one where it has that fucking idiot that I can't stand, that Janik or whatever the throwing fuck is guitar it. Up in the <laughs> throwing the guitar up in the air. I mean, my God, dude, you look like a fucking idiot up there. I mean, well, the, I heard he's the, a cool guy, and I know every once in a while he does the third harmony, and it sounds cool, but I mean, it drives me fucking nuts that these dudes are playing their fucking hearts out. 
And he's up there like the court jester, throwing his guitar and spinning it around his back and making these dumb motions. Did, did you see that video where um, he did it and went out to the went out out into the crowd? No, no. I, I would be surprised. I mean, I the way he does that. No, I'd keep yeah. the fuck. What out a of fucking that. idiot, though. I don't know, man. It drives me fucking nuts. I I've been an Iron Maiden fan since 1982, so. To see somebody up there in the band throwing their guitar around more than they ever touch it yeah. is just obnoxious to me. So anyway, the thing is, the thing is, he's a really good guitarist. I know he is, uh, and I've heard he's a really nice Maybe guy. He's a good acrobat too. It just drives me crazy. So anyway, just guys, <laughs> I think we've educated uh, the masses. Hold on, hold on, real uh -oh. quick. Yeah. Uh, on the twenty second of August, yes, sir. Which is coming up. Pretty oh yeah. Soon, uh, here in Anarga, Illinois, for any of our local listeners, um, we're having a, a birthday party for my buddy Coop, who's the basis for uh, Treachery Untold. But it's going to be uh, Chalk, Blood Feud, Goremonger, Treachery Untold, Indulge Devour, and, and uh, Interspecies Erotica. Nice. Yes, uh, yep, so that's going to be, be Saturday, job. August 22nd in Anarga. Max Lighter Scratch then off that? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> All right. That's too bad. <laughs> All right, well, we've done our fair share of metal tonight, so uh, CK, what the fuck do we got to do next, buddy? Man. This is Pete from Murder Metal Mayhem. Check out the new EP from an emerging metal band from Chicago, Vile Cynic. Their new Agony EP is a bludgeoning mix of death and thrash metal that will melt your fucking face off like 666 suns. You can stream or purchase their Agony EP now on all major services like Apple Music, Spotify, Google, and YouTube. Don't miss this slab of sickness from Vile Cynic. Go listen to their Agony EP today and find yourself throwing up the horns and banging your head. Murder Metal Mayhem has approved this message. I don't think my fucking throat would appreciate it if I was throwing up the horns. <laughs> <laughs> that would kind of hurt. Yeah, that would hurt as fuck. God damn, I never thought of it that way. Shit. So that was a commercial for the Vile Cynic EP. Go yeah. pick it up. Go Agony. Agony. It's fucking badass. That shit's killing it. And before that, Hellstar and their song Awaken Fuck Unto yeah. Darkness. Fucking sick. Uh, got CK still here. Got Justin in here. Me, Chris, Joey, we are fucking just crushing it. Everybody doing all right? Yeah, boy. Yeah. All right. Very good. Uh, mayhem, I know that uh, I've got a short Mayhem story, and then Justin says he's got Hell one. Yeah. He promised yeah. last time he was here he was going to tell us a story. I'm, I'm anxious. Remember I was saying I wasn't nervous this time? All of a sudden I'm nervous. Uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> well, that's all right. Well, my story is a shorter one. Um, I was just thinking about this today because I had to get the first Low 12 album out to rip a song for this episode, which was Sex and Sermon. 
and I got thinking about Tim. I was looking at pictures in the CD as I was ripping the song, and I saw you know pictures of Tim and just thought about some funny stories. And I remembered one I told Jenny, and I was like, you know, that would probably be good for tonight to talk about on the show. But anyway, when Tim, you know, Tim died in 2002, uh, so, um, you know, he would have been right at the beginning of the Internet, but not anything in social media, you know, anything YouTube, any of that kind of stuff. So Tim was a little late to the game, but he got this uh, web TV system from the pawn shop. From the old school days. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Oh, shit, I yeah. had one of those. <laughs> so, so Tim got this web TV, and he got it on a Saturday, okay? So he's got this thing. He's excited because he's been hearing people talk about the Internet and email, but he right. can't do any of this shit. So he's finally got... Um, he could get online, but the problem is he gets this thing on a weekend and it didn't come with all the stuff. So it didn't have a keyboard. Nah. So the only <laughs> way he could type messages and stuff was with his remote. And, and that does like T9 texting. Yeah. 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 Like that. <laughs> so you had like press the three button four times. Right. And start. Like, it yeah, was an exactly. A. Yeah. Like yeah. that. <laughs> and so he's trying to type messages and shit, and he can't do it, and it's getting him frustrated. <laughs> so he gets really drunk, uh, which I know what? is hard to believe, Tim getting drunk. And it's like 2 in the morning, and he's sending out emails to people just randomly that he knows. And the subject says, we eat brains. That He thought it was the funniest <laughs> thing. And then the email was just nothing but garbled symbols just and like shit. Just like numbers or letters, numbers, symbol, symbols and so shit. So when you would respond like, dude, what the fuck is this, you know? Because you see We Eat Brains, you're like, oh, wow, you know, that sounds cool. Like something on Rotten.com right, right. or fucking Faces of Death, yeah. you know, back some shit like day, that. Yeah. Back in the day. Rotten.com was fucking the shit. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. dude. So, so anyway, awesome. you would get this email from Tim. And it says, we eat brains. You're like, you know, very intrigued. You open it up, and it's just nothing but gibberish. You're like, what the fuck? And then he would respond and be like, oh, you didn't see it? It's this picture of these people eating brains. And it's like, no, it's just symbols. All right, I'll send it again. It was just the same shit. What a fucking dick. He would just fuck with people. But That's hilarious, dude. It's probably just as well that Tim didn't have Facebook available back when oh, he was around. Oh, I could around. only imagine if Tim had had Facebook. He man. would have been out of fucking control. He oh, would have been out of he control. He would have been in Facebook jail, like, he not, been, like yeah, locked he up have, for life. He would have had to have, like, ten you know, different Facebooks to keep up. That's what I'm saying. Now many face, different pages oh, yeah. he would have had to have if oh, Tim yeah. was being Tim oh, like, yeah. on Facebook. And Shit. it's funny because I still remember his web TV email address, baldman65 at <laughs> webtv.net, I think it was. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty nice, funny. Nice. So, for the longest time, I don't have this email anymore, but for the longest time, mine was baldman67. Right, right. Uh, because of Tim, but uh, no. So I miss Tim a lot. He's been yeah, gone he's good. a long no, time. That's great shit. I miss him too. But, uh, yeah, that's so I wanted to share that little Tim fun doing that, though. story there for any of the Low 12 fans or anybody that remembers Tim. Uh, it was a good one. So, Justin, you said uh, you got yeah. a story to tell. So yeah. you were given the ground rules, which are no real names uh, other than yourself. <laughs> so we just want to make sure that we preface that. Yeah, with, no uh, problem. So go ahead, my friend. Well, this comes with a little bit of a disclaimer because I've okay. been clean off meth for 15 years. That's a good thing. November. That's awesome, dude. That's but a good this is a thing. meth for story you. from the early Nothing 90s. wrong with that. Okay. So we tell drug and, stories. <laughs> yeah. 
So me and a few buddies were in this garage, and I was always the paranoid one. They called me paranoid. I I looked at it being more aware. Yeah. Right. But I, they called me paranoid. We're all getting high. I've been up for like three or four days, and they're all going to go to the gas station. And I was like, no, I'm just going to stay in this garage because I wasn't going out. Right. And I had a scanner playing in the background, and they all leave. And I'm working on the truck or doing whatever, and the scanner's going. And all I hear on the scanner is the cops are like, okay, we got this dog. He's in the alley. Well, this garage was in the alley. Oh, shit. And they're all like, well, we're going to put this dog in the pen as soon as we catch it. And I, in my mind, oh, shit. I'm the dog. And I'm right, about right, to get busted yeah. going, to the, I'm going meth, to the pen. Mine. Yeah, yeah I'm going mine. to the pen. <laughs> so I find a drill with a one-inch hole saw drill bit on it. And every time I hear a noise outside the garage, I just drill the hole. Wait, did you seriously just drill a bunch of holes? I've been trying to get Chris to drill a hole in his fucking garage for three years. (laughs) It's fucked up. It is fucked up. But, but, I mean, if you ever did the shit, you know you're out of your mind. Especially after three, four days. So every noise I heard, it didn't matter if it was down low, up high. I was on ladders, like just drilling holes. <laughs> oh my god! Dude. <laughs> this is my friend. Picture like Breaking this, Bad shit yeah, with those dudes they, all methed out. This and you know these are my friends. They just ran to the store. It's his garage, and well they come <laughs> it's back. It's his garage, not they, even your own. <laughs> they come back, and you know I've calmed down by this point. It's been about an hour, so you know the high is kind of slowing down. Maybe not a lot, but it's once it's they got meth, back, they I didn't. felt safer. You yeah. know, right, right. Nothing was said. I didn't say a word about it. Nothing. No, nobody noticed anything. <laughs> yeah, these holes. Tore and this is in the afternoon. <laughs> so about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, we're thirsty. We go to the gas station. We all hop in the car now because nobody's paranoid at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so we hop in the car. You know, lights are on in the garage. We go to the gas station. <laughs> we come back down the hall. Uh, alleyway and we get up to his garage and he's like what the fuck is going on in my garage <laughs> it looked like holes. it looked like swiss cheese <laughs> out, of the, out of the freaking garage so. oh my god <laughs> dude. So needless to say i was fixing that shit but. yeah i bet man. that's fucking hilarious bro. wow oh yeah dude that's yeah, it was, good oh yeah it was dude. fun times but so good. I'm glad though that you've been off it for 15 yeah, years. Yeah, 15 years. That's yeah, November 27th. Will be Stories are great for you. though, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, There's so good many for you. That was That's dumb awesome, and fun, dude. but I'm not doing that again. Right, right. <laughs> now uh, we mentioned earlier about the Happy Fucking Birthday Club. And oh yeah. This is a new thing we're going to be trying out. Happy fucking birthday. <laughs> Happy <laughs> fucking birthday. <laughs> we're going fuck. to uh, have a free thing where you sign up to the Happy Fucking Birthday Club and you can pick which one of us you want to call you on your birthday, on Christmas Eve, whatever the fuck you want. You just tell us the date. We'll fucking call your ass. And uh, we'll do it once a year. And then you get a free uh, month of the 666 Club to try out, see if you like it. And if you do like it, you can continue and pay for the subscription. But we'll give you a month of it free, and we'll call you on your fucking birthday. So how about Happy that? motherfucking birthday. Hey, so ladies, I don't know any other podcast. If ladies that. want to lie about if it's their birthday just to give me their phone number, you can do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll pass that on to Joey. That's fine. So That's can fine. we have Chris call my mom on a Friday night on her birthday? You could. <laughs> yes! You could. She won't be home until 10 o'clock. So you get 11. to pick. No, that's I got, I got it. For sure, but yeah. You get to pick which it. one of us calls you and uh, give us an idea of a time and we'll try to be as accommodating as we can 
So, uh, so that'll we'll be, be nice. Fun. Just because we're joking right now. We're not sending yeah. dick pics here. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 nothing like no. that. We're I'm talking out. shit right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's like, I'm so out. we'll post that shit on Facebook, and we'll let you know when that's up and running. But that's going to be coming here soon. Uh, quick update on my writing. I've started the writing process of Creation of Chaos Three. Uh, the first short story in the collection is called The Creep. It's definitely a very fucked up story about a guy who hates his neighbor and has a man, this old fucking creepy dude, show up to his room at night and tells him that he'll do something for him to take care of his issue with the neighbor uh, if he does something for him. And if he doesn't do something for him, Guess then he's right. going to eat. You get eaten. He gets eaten to eat a part of his body oh, and yeah. uh, so this guy pushes the envelope a little bit it gets kind of crazy and so this story is pretty good ck i sent you the first part just kind of a rough draft yes you uh, did so you got a little taste of that and uh, you said you dug it oh yep just like everything else you're right well thank all you. of a sudden you're special <laughs> I'm always special. He's my beta reader. He always reads it first. I know, I know. I'm just fucking uh, Then I'm going to work on The Last Supper, which is a story uh, for Thanksgiving. It's going to be pretty fucked up. It's not about uh, what you would think this title would in, uh, entice you to believe, but it's going to be something a little if darker If everybody's been seen pictures of our studio, they know it's not The Last Supper. That's right. Well, it is for these people. <laughs> well, it is for these people, but it's not... <laughs> not the biblical no. Last Supper. And then the third story is one I wrote while I was back in the Army in 1993. I'm going to redo that. I was on a 15-hour bus ride, uh, and I wrote a story about a bus that never stops. Uh, there's no humans on the crew. The passengers are dying, and two friends are desperately trying to stop the bus, uh, but they don't know how to do it because it's all sealed up and they can't get out. So it's pretty crazy. It's Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. So it's going to take... Uh, it's. I'm also going to take a couple of the stories that were in Creation of Chaos 1 or 2, touch them up a bit, and then add alternate endings to nice. them. Oh, so yeah. that'll be cool. And I'm also... I'm going to be writing some other ones. So there'll be good, some good stuff. So I'll keep you posted on that. And in November, I'm going to do some reading of some excerpts from a few of the stories in the Mayhem segment. So that'll be fun. Uh, we're also planning to do um, an interesting subject in October with horror themes. Uh, we've got some good ones picked out. Uh, the Paul Bateman story. Yeah, the Paul Bateman story is fucked up like... You were in The Exorcist, bro? Yeah, he was a doctor in The Exorcist, an actor, and then he actually commits murder in real life, in which real is life. crazy. Yeah, but, and um, he's cousins with Patrick Bateman. Is it really? Pat <laughs> I didn't know, dude. You're looking at me all serious. I didn't fucking know. Is he for real? <laughs> We also plan to do the Yupa County Five. Because it was Jason Bateman? Mm -hmm. I don't fucking know. The Yupa County Five story, which Joey had brought up, yeah, which is really I'm insane, about, about a group of mentally challenged young men that go to a basketball game and are never seen again. I, to be honest, I'm most stoked for us to do that so we can legitimately just sit here and talk about it. Yeah. Right? Because the case is so weird. It is really I weird. Hear, like, people's ideas. Yeah, it's like they were found just in very strange. Yeah thing like in the trailer with like food in the freezer yeah. they didn't need it it's just really fucked up strange tale so uh, we're going to do a lot of really interesting ones there in october uh, we're also going to be shooting three different commercials for the podcast coming up in a couple weeks uh, we're going to be looking for some potential extras so keep an eye out on facebook if you're interested you can get in on it 
Uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to do a commercial with a murder slant to it. We're going to do one with a metal slant because we know not everybody likes metal. So we're doing one that's more of a true crime reaching out. The other one is metal all the way with the poser disposal service on the scene. CK, did you like that? Did you see those scripts I sent (laughs) you? Yeah, that was awesome. Fuck yeah. And so the uh, third one will be a happy fucking birthday club commercial. I've got some fun ideas for that. That might be where we use the extras. So... Uh, if you're interested, stay tuned on Facebook, and we'll keep you posted. Where are we going to find a cake big enough for me to jump out of for that commercial? I don't know. <laughs> I'm working on that. I'm working on I'm that. jump out with my fucking fingers. Up. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Now, uh, this time of the show, Joey, we got the old... Uh, Ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding-ding thing. The Killer Cage match. Nice. And, of course, Justin's here with us. He likes doing some Killer Cage match. Chris, we got some listeners again. We want to thank them. Yes, we do. We got Corey Bettis, Amanda Knight, and Geezer Toms. Fuck yeah. Yeah, appreciate that. Keep it metal as fuck. Keep on killing. Yeah, I saw that name. I wondered if he was a Geezer Butler fan. Right, right. Or if he's just proud to be a boomer. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, so we do killer cage match every week. We have uh, seventy killers, seventy objects that we've come up with, and some variables. And we have our listeners pick random numbers between one and seventy, and that's who we decide to, who's going to fight till death in the cage in the prime of their killing years. Joey, who do we got tonight to match up? Jeez. Motherfucking Night Stalker Richard Ramirez versus Robert Bedella, the Butcher of Kansas City. Nice, nice. That's going to be a very physical, fucking brutal match, yeah, man. These dudes will fucking go at each other. Yeah, no, they, I, I agree with that. Now, the objects are very interesting this time around. CK, we've got what uh, What are they fighting with here? Um, that first one, bro. <laughs> that first one, bro. They, they got a gun that shoots high-pressure semen and a can of corn. And the variable adds to the fun this week. We've got three zombie children with chainsaws. Nice. Three oh. zombie children with chainsaws. We got Richard Ramirez and Robert Berdella <laughs> in a cage, and they got a gun that shoots high-pressure semen. I don't even know what to think of that, and a can of corn. <laughs> it's my dick. So, we got an interesting one tonight. Justin, do you have any uh, insight into this matchup here? What do you think, dude? I mean, Ramirez and Berdella physically would be a pretty decent matchup. Ramirez is kind of scrawny. Berdella a little stockier, but I think Ramirez, you know, because he's a... He's more agile, Yeah, I, I think he'd be he's more got, physical. He's got the speed. I think so. Well, I think they'd be pretty even. If we're going for even. speed, I think the three zombie children with the chainsaws... See, I like the zombie all kids. The, all the yeah. energy in the world. But, yeah. But if one of them guys get the high-pressure high semen... <laughs> <laughs> and can't Can you shoot kids, Chris, with a gun that shoots high-pressure semen, or is that sexual abuse? <laughs> yeah. Wait, are they zombie kids? They're, yeah, I guess they're zombies. They're so dead, they so I can do whatever I want. All right. I could be what do a you necro- think, dude, I with this I could be a one. necro. What do you like, think with this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to set the zombie kids out for a second. Okay. I, I think that Ramirez will beat Verdella to the weapons, and he's going to grab that fucking goddamn... The gun, gun full of jizz, right. because Verdella like he's like I'm he about might be that. opening his yeah, mouth. He's like, I'm about that life. I'm cool with that. Right, Fuck right. Yeah, but 
What if he gets the can of corn and shoves it up Ramirez's ass? Because, Joey, I mean, we've got Gape coming up in the music, and I'm thinking right. that might be the soundtrack <laughs> to Berdella's butthole with the fucking can of corn sticking in it when Ramirez, or if Berdella gets Ramirez right. with the can of corn. I don't know. What do you think about that, Joey? Um, I mean, it, in my fucking, uh, in my theory on this one, I, I go with Chris a little bit because... I feel like uh, Ramirez is definitely gonna grab that fucking semen gun and just fucking shoot Berdella in the throat, but right. not not to fucking because he wants to hurt him. He's just fucking getting him full. Right, exactly. That's what I, no, that's my yeah. point. That's Berdella's my point. Right. About that, so he's no, that's right. my point. And while yeah. while he's busy drinking that shit up and licking it off his lips, fucking Ramirez done grab that can of corn. He's beating the fucking brains out of him. Yeah, yeah. five dollars. And, zo- and the zombie kids the are zombie just kids, yeah. The zombie CK? kids are I mean, just the like, zombie kids gonna do anything. Here I feel like the chain? zombie kids were sent as a gift from Satan for Ramirez. Oh yeah. <laughs> for after he won, he could have some sexual pleasure. Maybe. God CK, damn it. What do you think with this I'll crazy go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with the zombie kids. Ah, oh, there zombie go. kids with the chainsaws, yeah. You can't, you can't kill them. Right, that's true. I mean, you can. I mean, if you it's can. like Walking Dead rules, if you could do a headshot with the semen gun. Mm. I mean, would a semen gun. Oh, wait, is gun, it that high power? I don't know. I mean, it says it's high pressure. I don't know. What's the, the PSI here? What is the PSI of a high-pressure <laughs> semen gun? Maybe Google that, Chris, and see what you find out. How much PSI does it take to kill a zombie with a semen gun? What I want to know is if you Google something like that, what the fuck are you going to see in your Facebook ads, right? <laughs> Weird fucking porn, bro. Weird fucking porn. I bet you end up with a new T-shirt. <laughs> when, when I searched yeah, at what... Or how long does it take to freeze a human body in a deep freezer? <laughs> yeah, I'm like wondering what the fuck am I going to see, or am I going to get a knock at oh, the fucking you got door? A, yeah, oh, you you got a flag as soon as you <laughs> click enter flag. I screenshotted it and sent it to you guys. I know. I saw it. If I was at my parents' Facebook. house, I could have just asked their house, and it would have told me. <laughs> because yeah, oh, the yeah. house, the house talks out. I'm like, what the fuck? Hey, uh, how long does it take to to deep freeze a body? Right. The house That'd be a good it. question for Alexa. We have one in there. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't even, even think of it. That would have been a great sound bite. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. He's like, I'm you know what we should do? Running. We should say, Alexa, say this is Alexa, and you're listening to Murder Metal. <laughs> oh, oh, holy fuck! That would be that would be the bomb. That's funny. Great idea. Fuck yeah. So anyway, I think it's going to be an interesting. One. I don't know. I, I think the zombie kids with the chainsaws are going to be pretty tough to beat unless the zombie or the high-pressure semen gun has enough pressure to kill them with a headshot. I don't think that uh, these two have a chance with the kids with the chainsaws. So Anyway. I, I, I agree. Yeah. It's a I fun mean, one, though. Yeah, funny. I mean, even if you took the zombie kids out, it's a good matchup. You know? No, it's a great matchup. So... God damn it. I don't well, know how to fucking battle this one. Hail Satan. So, <laughs> all right. Well, we've done some good mayhem tonight, guys. So I think it's about time to hit that outro. Yeah.
fucking hey man gape Sludge puppet, man. That's fucking brutal from the Australia down under. Tasmania. Rick Ring. Fucking (laughs) A, brother. He's been a big uh, fan of the show and uh, loving that. And so wanted to give it back to him and some love. Yeah, that dude does nothing but support. Like, he's all about, like, all the shit. Like, I've seen him support, like, he support Gormonger, of course. He supports Murderbell Mayhem. He fucking, I've seen him fucking. Sharing the shit about Tony's shit, campaigning there. Awesome. Uh, yeah, Rick Ring. Fuck yeah. Gate. Yeah. Listen to Gate, motherfuckers. Yeah, go that check that out. That dude fucking makes some badass fucking metal, dude. Yeah, he's he's wicked. Now, uh, Justin, it was good to have you on with us tonight. Hope you had fun, brother. That was a great time. And that you're was always welcome. You just let me know when you oh, want yeah. to come in. Come and by I can anytime, bro. Send you what That's we what got we coming up, and you could pick one out that you like. Uh, bumper music tonight, Hellstar, Gape, and Low 12. Uh, CK's intro music, Chris, is by whom? Me. You. <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry. Crisis. <laughs> and that Murder Metal Mayhem intro, CK, is by which band there? Low motherfucking 12. Nice. Not Color Me Bad. By oh, no, no. <laughs> I've Ooh. actually thought about doing one of those songs for Fuck karaoke. Yeah. It'd be fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I <laughs> want a sex. <laughs> That's the love. one. I got the yeah, karaoke. Gotta do that. I got the music ready. I just haven't done it yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Go check out SpellboundEffectsAndArt.com for their incredible online catalog of uh, silicone body parts, hands, feet, heads, fingers, whatever else you desire. He's got a fucking heart. He's got the fucking face masks Dude, yeah, now that are sick. I was talking about face as face fuck. I wanted, debating yeah. whether to get one. They're like 75 bucks, but they're so Dude, fucking cool. so sweaty, though. I know, but it'd be so sick. The looks you would get walking in Walmart with that fucking <laughs> human skin. Could you imagine skin. the lamp or spike that's as your what face it, mask? That's did. what it looks like, dude. <laughs> like, it's fucked holy up. shit. So go check it out. SpellboundEffectsAndArt.com. A link to it in the episode description, as always. Also, thanks to the guys at Vile Cynic from Chicago oh, for yeah, running their ad on the show. Killer Metal, Death and Thrash. Pick up their new Agony EP today. It's out on all the podcast or the uh, platforms. You can listen well, to music, streaming like stuff. Yeah, you can they're order a copy. Badass shit, dude. Yeah, they're on Bandcamp. Uh, thanks to everybody out there listening. We really appreciate that. We continue to dominate. And see how many of you guys are listening. It's just really humbling. So thank you very, very much. Got some good comments tonight. Chris, you want to read that first one there? We got a uh, motherfucking Stoner Chick 898. Fuck yeah, dude. She says, uh, I heard your show played at a party last week, and it's fucking awesome. I think it was your Son of Sam episode. I, had a lot, I liked it a lot. I started listening to random episodes, and they're really amazing. How do you guys come up with ideas? I love it from Tampa. Well, hails for Tampa. Awesome. And like we've said before, like, we just... Yeah, we're all into this shit, so we're constantly watching the docs and texting each other. Dude, you see this shit? Or what the fuck? You know, like with that Pakistani dude. you you for listening. Keep throwing it around down the Tampa area. Yeah, that's awesome. Keep spreading around. Get it going. Hell yeah. That's awesome. All right. Hell beer. uh, Joey, you want to read the second one? <laughs> yes. Uh, Gacy Pogo Fun 33 commented, I heard your Gacy episode. It was fucking epic. I also loved you. I'd love 12 in there with you. I'm from the south side of Chicago. I remember seeing those guys at Riley's Rock House in Aurora. Killer shit. 
Fucking A. I yeah, remember yeah. those shows. There were some good ones there, that's for sure. Uh, Justin, you want to read uh, the third one there? Yeah, Barry Taylor 7 commented, Just heard about you from a co-worker. Great stuff. I love the metal for sure. Been jamming Faith No More since I heard the last show. Hell yeah. You're not I alone. I, I, I think everybody's with jamming Faith No More. Yeah, Fuck people yeah. are really I, mean, I never that. don't. They just got nine cents from Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, right? CK, you want to read that last one there? Sure. Jeremy Sick commented, It sucks the Dark History Convention got canceled. I really wanted to meet you guys and talk to you. Love your show so damn much. Hales from St. Louis. Awesome. Down awesome. in the loop. Fuck the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy. We appreciate that. Yeah, it sucks when things get canceled, especially with all this everything. going on. But we'll be there next year, and we'll also be at the uh, Revenant Convention coming up in the spring and speaking of that we're going to have uh the the guy that puts the dark history convention together yes, brian will be hanging with us and brian's going to come in next uh, or in october and do an episode with us we're doing the uh the peoria state hospital in bartonville that's going to be a good episode and we're also going to kind of segue into the ashmore estates which is where we're going to be doing the convention with brian so the haunted creepy insane asylums is going to be a good one for october so brian will be in there with us for that so very cool uh don't forget to check out murdermetalmayhem.com to listen to all the episodes and the bonus content go check out murder mayhem on uh murder metal mayhem on youtube and subscribe and follow us on twitter at get your murder on like us on facebook and we keep talking about that 666 club but you guys got to go six, check it out. Patreon.com slash Murder Metal Mayhem. Just three bucks. Pretty simple. A month. That's it. And you get all sorts of bonus stuff we've been talking about. So next week, though, don't miss it. We got Brutal Rewind Brutal number four. Rewind. Richard Crafts, the fucking wood chip murderer. Uh, from Connecticut, pretty brutal yeah, stuff. Yeah, baby. If you're going to put your old lady in a wood chipper, don't wear an orange jacket in the middle of a snowstorm at, at 2 o'clock in the morning. Not don't a good idea. Be a little more discreet than that, right? Because right? that's pretty obvious. <laughs> hey, Joey, how do you get away with that? I don't know. How do you get away with that? <laughs> <laughs> there have been some updates to the case, so we're doing a brutal rewind, which is just a 30-minute episode. Uh, so don't miss that. Brought to you by Shaker Cigar Bar in Milwaukee. Um, great place. And they do an exclusive uh, sponsorship of the Brutal Rewind. <laughs> I had to destroy another karaoke song this week. So crank it the fuck up. little country song for you. Yep. An old school one. Yes, sir. So until next time, keep one foot in the gutter. And stop putting your penis in your stepdaughter. Oh, God. <laughs> I... I got sent home from school one day with a shiner on my eye. Fighting was against the rules and it didn't matter why. When dad got home, I told that story just like I'd rehearsed. And then stood there on trembling knees and waited for the worst. And he said, let me tell you a secret. About a mother's love A secret that my daddy said Was just between us He said daddy don't just love their children Every now and then It's a love without any name It's a love without any name
without a demon. When I became a father in the spring of 81, there was no doubt that stubborn boy was like my father's son. And when I thought my patience had been tested to the end, I took my daddy's secret and I passed it on to him. He said, let me tell you a secret about a mother's love. A secret that my daddy said was just between us. He said, daddies don't just love their children every now and then. It's a love without a demon. It's a love without a Satan. I dreamed I died and stood outside those pearly gates When suddenly I realized there must be some mistake If they know half the things I've done they'll never let me in And then somewhere from the other side I heard those fucking words again It said let me tell you a secret about a mother's love A secret that my daddy said Was just between us Said daddy don't just love their children Every now and then It's a love without endemon It's a love without Satan. Yeah. Mother, mother, man.